I, it's always live on the rant. Rantdmradio.com, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, Louisa. It's the only oh, place you should be listening to the Shining Wizards. That's, no, it's that's not. not. That's like the last place no. you should listen. <laughs> when well, all else fails, rantdmradio.com. <laughs> yeah, if you go to our link tree on Twitter, I don't even think I put it on there. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Wow. I didn't. I didn't know Anchor was a thing that people could listen to until <laughs> I thought it was just a tracking thing. A lot oh, of people what? don't think that. Go ahead. Uh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So I interrupted him the first time, and then he burped again when I gave him the floor. Oh man, the a fucking gem. The rant idea was great a couple of years ago. Let's be. Since we've upgraded the Streamyard, we're live and in color on like four different platforms right now. You can actually see. Our beautiful faces. Oh yeah! And if Not you don't want to see our beautiful pa- our faces, there's no fun in that. There's you no download in podcast form, Tony. That's what you do. That's right. There you go. Okay, Not, terrific. It's not as fun as when you watch live. You chat it up in the Facebook and look, the YouTube. Like, we see the comments; they pop up right here. Yeah, like this one. Look at this. Look, like this one right here. Look at that. Already Mott's with the Spock. profanities, Motspock. Really. Evening, you beautiful fuckers. It's like an MLW commentary desk desk here. That's right. That's right. You're beautiful too, Milwaukee Mock. Well, it is WrestleMania week. Oh, Oh, God, is it? It is. Dude, it's It's WrestleMania Raw tonight. Dude, it's Wait, 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 wait. WrestleMania Raw? Please please explain this to me. That's what they're calling it. WrestleMania Raw and WrestleMania SmackDown, baby. Oh, oh for God! So oh, yeah. what? We have four nights. Are we supposed to pick Raw tonight? Is this? Oh, we game? should. No. We no, should no, pick no. Raw. Oh no! no. Okay. Match no, face. No. No, no, no. <laughs> look, it's the biggest week in wrestling, arguably. Uh, there's so much going on, oh, yeah. um, and we have so much to talk about. We have we have to talk about what pay per views we're going to pick this weekend. All of them. Wait, pay per views, dude? Sure, it's WrestleMania weekend. There's night one, night two of WrestleMania. There's NXT Stand and Deliver. That's right. And there's Ring of Honor Supercard. And Impact Multiverse of Matches. There's a lot. We have to figure out how we're going to do this. That's right. We also have Alex Coughlin from New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling. He's from the LA Dojo. He's one of the big four. He's joining us very shortly. We got Triple H Retirement. We got uh, Down the Aisle. We got Hall of Fame announcements. Tony's here for a guest. It's all here. And much more. But is he, though? You're just going to have to listen to find out. That's right. It's all here next on the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Episode 578. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Serena Deeb and you are listening to Shining Wizards Podcast. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? A stupid fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. And I... Whoa! Hey, this is Moose. God, that was disgusting. Turning wizards rule the world.
You are tuned in to episode 578 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And yes, we do rule the world. Coming to you live on the Facebook, on the YouTubes, on the Twitches, on the Twitters, on the rant, rantemradio.com. And in podcast form to take us with you wherever you go, because we are available on all podcast platforms. And now, folks, the reason why you're here, time to do some wrestling talk. And some talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. KJG. My boys, my boys, what is going on? My boys. Yeah. My boys. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, can I, can I ask you a question, T-Dog? Oh, What's up, dude? So uh, you can see my microphone set up here, and you can see Kevin's. You do, you look very uncomfortable. It seems like you have to lean in oh, to your yeah, microphone. Do you need to order yourself an arm or a stand or something? What's going on there? No, it's just that I've got the screen tilted back. That's all. Just sitting forward. in the. Because if I sit back, like I feel like I'm five miles away from the camera. Tony, you do that only, every show. Only when I don't give a shit about the guest, Kevin. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. How do you feel about tonight's? <laughs> oh, come on. Really? We're going to do this every week? Yes. Really? As long as we have guests. Oh, brother. <laughs> Alex Coughlin joins us tonight from the New Japan Dojo. LA Dojo. And uh, we're, doing, we're walking down that aisle later in the show, baby. Oh, yeah. Bro, we got tons of newts, newses, newses, <laughs> newses, and noses. newses and noses. <laughs> I think we got the name of the episode six minutes in. All right. Got a pen. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Fucking Please love write it. That newts, down. newts and noses. Well, uh, look. Uh, so, Kevin said it. As long as we have guests, well, I want to just put that. We have a huge April lined up for us. It's going across the bottom of the screen right now. Next week, Sean Donovan, he's going to join us. Uh, you know him from WrestlePro. You know him from ISPW. Uh, he's been everywhere. He's done everything. Finally, he's joining the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. That's next week. On the 11th, we had Khan last week. Now we're going to have his tag team partner Moses on oh, April. Love it. On the 18th, Tony will not be with us. Right. So in his absence, we decided to book two guests. Big F and Vin, who oh, is a GCW regular and 911 son. And Lash LaRue, if you remember him from WCW, uh, he's doing some stuff over with Conrad on ad-free shows. Um, so we picked him up. And then to round out the month of April, Billy Starks, uh, young William, uh, if you're familiar with what she's doing on the independent scene, uh, she'll be joining us on the 25th. So a jam-packed April. Yeah. I'm excited for a lot of these guests, for all of them, to be honest with you. I kind of like booking everybody out in advance because then I can make fun graphics like I posted today. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous well, stuff. Matt, Matt all of a sudden is a fucking Photoshop aficionado or a fucking graphics designer or whatever you want to call them now. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you got to start somewhere. It's true. That's true. Very good point. Tony. Quiet. The guest, okay. the guest is the guest is uh is texting me. Oh, oh boy. Tell him uh -oh. to get on so we can talk to him. Yeah, he's coming right now, man. He's coming right now. He was Beautiful. ready at 645, but I was like, easy, man. We gotta really? get our well, we gotta get our shit together. Let's bring him in. That's Look right. Here's his mustache. Oh, it's a gorgeous dash. Hey, there it is. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? Alex, how are you, sir? Doing fantastic, thank you. Just got back from the dojo, got a little workout in, relaxing a little bit, getting ready for Texas. How about you? 
you know what? We're happy. We're here. It's Monday night. We're talking wrestling, and you're joining us. You mentioned Texas. Huge week uh, mm-hmm. for you. Uh, are you, you now? Look, you've done it all. You've been all over the place. You've done the Wrestle Kingdoms. Uh, is WrestleMania weekend the biggest weekend in the wrestling industry? Well, at least for now, it is. I mean, for me particularly, I am. Wrestle Kingdom will always have a special place in my heart as the biggest. But until I can go back to Japan, then this is it. This is where we make our mark, and you know we're going to do the best we can. You have a, a pretty stacked uh, week lined up down there in Dallas. I know you're doing Bloodsport. I know you're doing New Japan Strong tapings, mm-hmm. uh, and you're doing the WrestleCon meet and greets. For those not familiar with the Bloodsport, Explain that to people who maybe aren't familiar with GCW and the concept, because it's kind of like a no rope shoot fight type of deal. More or less blood sport uh, in its namesake. Uh, if you ever seen the 1980s John Claude Van Damme action flick, uh, very similar to that. Just a kubate, just real life fucking Mortal Kombat. Just guys going in there. No ropes, no bullshit. Just tap or get knocked out. Have you ever wrestled Slade in any capacity before? And are you familiar with what Slade is all about? I uh, never, never met the guy, never ran into him anywhere. I know he's an East Coast guy. Yeah. Uh, I caught a lot of his work with Beyond Wrestling. I know he's there a lot. I have a, a lot of homies that work over Beyond Wrestling. I'm from the East Coast myself. So I, I try to keep up with it. And yeah, he's he's a tough son of a bitch. He goes a little wild sometimes. Um, yep. But. I hope he, he brings the fight, man. He's a he's a student out of a Create a Poet Create a Pro in Long Island, and he's the most intimidating man I've ever seen in my life. So just oh, a heads up. A fucking Long Island pride. I'll fight him for it. I'm scary. From- I don't give a shit. There you go. I love it. Mm. Love it. You uh you have done a couple blood sports before. Um and you have a pretty good record that is is the TKO uh one of those things where like in the back afterwards you're like what the fuck just happened to me? Yeah, you know, both kinds of losses are kind of like that, but waking up from that haze, yeah, there's nothing quite like it. Trying to figure out how you got from point A to point B and just got nothing. It's like you teleported. Uh, but, you know, you just live to fight another day. You get knocked out, you get back up. So is next fight. And, you, and you've been living, you've been fighting. Uh, one of the big four from the LA Dojo, rocking the shirt. I love it, representing. Uh, we had Carl on a couple weeks ago. That's uh, right, he, yeah. He's a pretty wild fella. Uh, <laughs> That's putting it lightly, yeah. <laughs> I love Carl. <laughs> Shit, man, the Alpha Wolf, man. That's, he earned that nickname. Uh, so I was watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia today, and obviously the big four is you and uh, Clark and Carl and Gabriel Kidd. What's the dynamic? Who's the leader? Who's the wild card? Who's the brains? Who's the muscle? Oof. That's a tough one. Well, the wild card, Charlie, between the four of us. Yeah, Carl's the wild card. He's definitely the Charlie. That makes sense. Uh, I guess I'd be the Mac. I think that makes sense. Off the cuff. Clark would definitely be – I forget the, the leader's name. What's his name? Dennis. Dennis, the brain. Yeah, that would be that would be Clark, and um, yeah, Gabe would be D. That makes sense. <laughs> so, so you're you're a Long Island you're a Long Island guy or a New York guy? Uh, Long Island, actually, Suffolk County. Suffolk County. Mm-hmm. All my uh, all my buddies went to that I went to college with are all uh, Hewlett, Farmingdale, Massapequa. Oh, okay, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Very familiar with those areas. Yeah. Rockville Center, all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. RVC, if you will. RVC. It played a lot of shows right at the, the Rockville Center train station. Yeah. It's a good yeah. station. Good yeah, the Vibe Lounge. Yep. Shout out to the Vibe Lounge in Rockville Center. <laughs> so I asked Carl Fredericks this question a little while back about New Japan and its American uh, presence and how it's kind of blown up. So I want to throw it to you, too. Um, do you think that New Japan pro wrestling would have as big a presence in uh the United States, specifically out West. And now, you know, we're seeing them going to Chicago and stuff like that. Do you think this presence would still be there if it wasn't for the pandemic? Do you think this was something that they were leaning towards eventually anyway? Well, initially we were getting reps in between Japanese tours with American tours. And we would bring in guys like Tanahashi and and a few other names. Um, And they would be, you know, five or six show loops. And I think the plan always was to try to expand in America, but you know, you can never really plan for life. I it, Like you're saying, it would have been pretty drastically different from what we have today with, um, you know, everything going on, pandemic, the shutdown, like we can't go to Japan. So, you know, life gives you lemons, you know. We started off in uh, the, the Port Wainimi, the little, you know, no crowd tapings. Me and Clark were still young lines, pre, pre-mustache back in the day, trying to make do with what we got. Wrestling in front of nobody is better than not wrestling which is very different from obviously what we, the company I imagine projected to happen at this point in time. But, um, you know, I'm glad with what, I'm very proud of what we've been working with, very proud of what we've been doing. And it's growing very organically, just going with the times, going with the flow into to a show that I'm very proud to actually be a part of. Um, and it's really getting there, you know, um, now we just need more people to realize it. That's the only thing. But I think it's the best hour wrestling on TV, not just bias. I mean, that you can watch, not necessarily on TV, but weekly. It's it's solid. You, uh, we'll, we'll get back to New Japan Strong because it is an excellent show. You mentioned the mustache. It's a bold move because um, me and Kevin both have the beards. Kevin, I don't know if you've ever tried to grow a mustache. I've had, Matt, I've had the mustache for like at least four different times on this show. Have you? I have. <laughs> for like months at a time. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can pull off a mustache. I think people will call the police on me. <laughs> it's a it's a hard line to ride, for sure. Um, you know, I was just, I had a lot of time to myself during the pandemic. I would go a couple months just growing everything out, and you know, I just shave it all off. But when I was shaving it all off, you know, I'd have fun with it. I'd, I'd shave yep. into a go see just to see what it looked like. You know, get the the lemmy handlebar all the way around here. Nice. But my problem, I could never connect. From the mustache to the mouth. It's the side of the lips. I have to grow these hairs suspiciously long to get the goatee. So instead of the goatee, one time I shaved the mustache. It was a thin one at first and looked that good. The next time I really let it grow out, I was like, yeah, I'm onto something here. Kind of dig it. I feel like the mustache growth during the pandemic was just for like lack of stuff to do. Like exactly like finding a different way to entertain yourself. I'm like, ah, mustache. Mm -hmm. I know tons of other dudes that did the same exact thing. They just didn't stick with it once they started going outside again. Just makes sense. Have you, have, your, the response to the mustache has been positive, though? Largely, which is kind of surprising. I thought it would be a bit more divisive. But uh, the people that don't like it hate it. But the people that like it, <laughs> they like it. Yeah, where, does, where, does, uh, where does Shibata stand on the mustache? He didn't say a word about it. I, he just came back from Japan one day. I had it. He had no comments. That Plus, was nothing scary. changed. That would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, it was better than him. Yeah, I didn't try to. I didn't try to shove it in his face. I didn't do the little tie a 
damsel to a railroad mustache twirl. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the old, si- the old the silent face. film. Mustache. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so I figured that it was cool. He was just cool with it. So, what it is the it, the Shibata learning tree? It's invaluable. But if you had to, you know, how how important has that been to your career? Uh, I can't overstate it. I could sit here for an hour and say how much it's done, and it still would hardly even scratch the surface. I mean, it's not even we're going two, three days a week and training with him for an hour. We live together. I mean, he goes back and forth from Japan now through the pandemic, but um, there was like a, a two-year period where, you know, he was upstairs and we all lived downstairs. We just ate breakfast, went out shopping, ate dinner, cooked, did everything together, and you learn – so much more, so much on a deeper level that way than when you're just in there for the few hours a day, few hours a day, but for however long we are in the dojo working out and getting our training done. And it's such a incredibly rare opportunity to learn from somebody so incredibly good that, um, I don't know, it's like a stars aligned opportunity and it really is special. And I try not to take that for granted, but it's a one once in a lifetime opportunity. So, so, so when, when we sorry, talk man. about the, the L.A. Dojo and, and your core group of guys, how does someone get to the L.A. Do- like not necessarily like geographically, like direction wise, but how does someone yeah. get Google to- Maps, bro? <laughs> yeah, Google, right Google Ma- ways. That's how you get there. Yeah, there you go. That's the practice. That's how, you get to- <laughs> that's how you get to the L.A. Dojo. But seriously, how does someone get the opportunity to go and train in the L.A. Dojo? Is there a specific process or is it just like you have to be discovered first? Well, initially, when they first opened it, how me, Clark, Carl, and at the time, Buddy were all found and brought into train, um, we'd all just taken the dojo camps. Like, we didn't even know it was going to be like a full time dojo where they're going to be training a core team. We thought, you know, they'd have people from Japan and bring it to LA and this or that, whatever. It was just a, a training camp. So I thought, cool, I'll, I'll learn for five days in a big group of guys with Shibata. And um, it turned out that they were kind of scouting people. We didn't realize that at the time. And then, you know, the rest is history. They brought us back out of those, those groups of people. So really that's how we got our feet in the door. Um, obviously due to what's been going on with the pandemic, we haven't had the opportunity to have any more dojo classes or dojo camps or anything like that. But, um, that's how we all got discovered more or less just training in front of him and seeing what we're made of. His uh the the so you guys obviously spent a lot of time in the dojo with him and you're around him, and uh, when New Japan really took off, I feel like was was right when he went on the shelf. Being under his learning tree and almost having him be like a father figure, the importance for you to see him get back in the ring in Japan. What did that mean to you? Because it was a be- it was unbelievable for for fans of New Japan Pro Wrestling who know the story. It's unbelievable that he got mm-hmm. back in the ring but for someone who spent as much time with him what did it mean for you to see him get back in the ring it was a, a breath of relief honestly seeing him being able to get back in there because just all four years he's been here in the meantime he's just been doing everything he can to get better non-stop you name it he's done it consistently he wanted to get better and you know He's Katsuyori Shibata. If he wants to do something, he's going to do it. Who who brings out the most of you in the ring? Uh, they all bring uh, something different out. You know, in training, it, it's 
a different play off each other. I miss the days where me and Clark and Carl were all training. So every time I'm in the ring with them, it's special. But there, there's a lot of guys, honestly, out there that um, I'd love to fight anytime they want because um, I thought we did something pretty great. Like anytime Tom Waller wants to fight, I'm down. Um, again, Clark or Carl, I have their backs, but, you know, sometimes we fight. So anytime they want to. But, um, yeah, the boring answer, no, nobody in, in particular because everybody brings something different. So do you think that you bring out the best of you no matter who you're in the ring with? That's what I try to do. I try not to think too much about um, what my what my odds are, what kind of opponent I'd be the best against, or trying to come up with strategies. I just want to go in there and do what I know every time, and that's how I know I can do it the best. So the consistency is key, and uh, I think I'm finally hitting my stride. It's, it's finally uh, finally finding my groove in that regard. So I'm just being me, and it's working. It seems like things are starting to open up in the world again. You just came back from a tour of the UK. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I was brought in to work with uh, Rev Pro Revolution Pro Wrestling for um, a f- about six weeks or so, and it was uh, my first time wrestling post Young Lion, which was amazing. I got to go out there and do things I've never done before, and try a bunch of stuff and fight some very strong people against a style I'm not particularly familiar with too. So it was an incredible learning experience and I'd love to go back and, you know, my boys, Clark and Carly, have been having problems with the United Empire for months. I think it started in August, if not before that. And um, it was nice to kick a couple of their asses, you know, I beat uh, Aussie Open, Kyle and Davis. So that's I'm all, cap, I'm, yeah. I'm all for you guys dealing with the United Empire, but I really, I need the, the, the LA dojo. I need them. I can't do the house of torture anymore. I don't know who's in charge. As soon as we're over there, man, get us on that fucking plane. We'll take care of it right away. I'll get, I'll get you on a plane. Right? <laughs> I, they, I can't, yeah. It's, it's like X-Pac heat times a million. It's amazing. No one's stopped them a fucking lesson yet. They're still there doing their thing. Unbelievable. In their place. Somebody's got to go over there and do it. If we got to do it, I'll fucking do it. No problem. Alex, don't How? fall for his nonsense. He when when evil, <laughs> yeah. won the, when evil won the championship, he was like, "Everything is evil." That's all we heard for like weeks on end. The bandwagon. Uh, I feel. Hey, yeah, yep. I feel like what you like. <laughs> it was exciting. It was something we didn't see coming. You get caught up in the hype. They they NWO'd the shit out of it, and then they just kept <laughs> interference, <laughs> interference, dick to go. It's the the worst. The worst. Like, go. Hey, yeah. It's still going on. It's on. Yeah, I mean, who's gonna stop it? You, you, yes, Carl, yes, Mark. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, as soon as I'm on that plane, man, I'll foot the bill. I don't give a shit as long as I don't have to sit through another <laughs> goddamn house of torture man. All right, I'll send you my uh, my airline miles number. Let's do. It. I'm so I can't when I I long. For these new Japan shows, and I don't have a very, very light schedule. So when I get to sit down, and that fucking Kevin Kelly comes on, and Chris Charlton, and then the first match is House of Torture, I'm motherfucker. And Alex, you should probably take him up on this because he's flown somebody in from like Nevada before for WrestleMania weekend. So he will, he will put his money where his mouth. You got is. the track record. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. D- DM me. We'll, we'll, we'll get this sorted. <laughs> I got you. I'm not. I'm not living a gimmick. I we got to get rid of the House of Torture. So first step is going to the UK. 
and I don't, I'm not looking for any headlines or anything, but has the discussion been brought up about you guys getting back to Japan? The discussion's always been there. It's not um, if, it's when. Right. Yeah, it's just difficult with the visa offices and everything with the paperwork, but as soon as that's sorted out, we're going to hit the ground running. I just don't know exactly when that'll be, unfortunately. You guys have, are you looking to go over there? I know you're not a young lion anymore. You're looking to go over there and do a singles run. You do a tag team thing. What is, what is your goal coming out of the gate here? You know what? At this point I have my goals, but I'd be happy just being over there. I'll, I'll tag, I'll kick some ass. You know, I've been over here in America for so long. I have no particular beef with anybody in Japan. If I'm wrestling them, that's all I need. You know, I don't really care who it is. Can, can you take us through a day in the life of a young lion as a professional wrestler? All right. So when we first started, um, you wake up about 7.30, clean up little things around the house, make sure the garbage is taken up, dry dishes, put away, general chores. Uh, you make your breakfast, and then you're out the door at about 9 o'clock to head to the dojo. You do your warm-ups, do your rolls, and you do whatever workout that is for the day, whether it be uh, your 500 squats and your push-ups or your, your cardio circuit or whatever it is. And then after, you start the uh, the actual uh, ring training. But when we first started, um, we were just doing amateur wrestling, learning takedowns. That was uh, for a couple of months before we really even started any pro wrestling training. So um, for us, at least particularly, it was very traditionally, you know, built. Uh, you had the foundations first and take it step by step until they're uh, at least good. They're, you know, you have solid foundations and then you move on to the, to the next step. So we didn't even start the, uh, the professional wrestling side of things for about two months after we started training there. So um, after the training, you know, you get your, your workout in, your, your lift in because you still got to look good. We're all athletes. And then about five or six o'clock, we get home and then um, shower up. And if we didn't have the ingredients to make the chanko, we'd go to the Japanese market, make sure we had all of our stuff, um, big old checklist. And that would take like an hour, hour and a half to prepare, make sure the rice is there. Then you eat. Then about eight o'clock you're done with the dishes and everything maybe and then uh that's your time to relax until tomorrow six days a week oh wow what is your uh what is your favorite uh type of chanka i like the kimchi pork a little spice to the pork that sounds Ooh, nice. nice it is very nice yeah it's i can't do too uh too much spice but you know you can control how much kimchi's in there but uh, a little bit of a kick is very nice here's the sinuses especially in the cold is the uh, is the too much kimchi like you're gonna shit your pants type of deal or? Oh, boy. Well, I, I, it's more of a combo. Going in, it's not pleasant. Coming out, it's even worse. Right. But I just can't just in, even the mouth feel. I mean, I, I can't do too spicy. I'm Fair not good with that stuff. And when you've gone to Japan, I ask every single person that's gone to Japan the raw horse meat. It's on my list. I haven't had it yet. Actually, I kind of want to. Just to oh, Alex, you've been there a bunch, man. Yeah, um, you know, Shabazzan said he's going to take me out one time. I specifically asked him. He said, next time we'll go. But it's been two and a half years, uh, a little over two years. What's the uh, the biggest challenge being over in Japan for you? In the summer, the humidity all the time. Mm. Really? The East Coast guy has a problem with the humidity. Interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gross. I never liked it. I kind of <laughs> like that guy. <laughs> um, but honestly, it wasn't. Uh, too challenging being over in Japan. I mean, 
you're kind of nervous your first time over there, especially when you stay in the dojo, but it's no different than dojo life here. And we were used to that. But, um, yeah, they just how punctual they are with everything and not being able to read the road signs and making sure you're in the right part at the right time. But yeah, that makes it actually kind of fun exploring sometimes though, like going out in Shibuya or Shinjuku, just trying to figure shit out. How, how different is, how different is the McDonald's in Japan than in Suffolk County? Long Surprisingly. Island? Yeah. I mean the, the meal, I'm a chicken nugget guy as opposed oh, to burgers. Chicken nugs. Yeah, all the all, all the time. Um, but there are different quantities in Japan. I don't know if it's like you get a five and a fifteen piece, or it was like three, eight, twelve. It, it's weird. It's not straight, you know, ten, twenty, or the six, like that makes any sense. But they're uh, they're visibly thicker chicken nuggets too. Ooh. Like they're at least one point five times the thickness. I wouldn't say double, but they are heartier, and they also they taste good. So like chicken meatballs more or less yeah have you have you tried any of the uh food from the vending machines like the fast food pizza or the girls panties or anything like that uh not it's the girls not panties food. that I, I missed that machine the first time um but uh mostly just the, the energy drink machines it still fascinates me that you can get an iced coffee and a hot can of coffee in the same machine uh, oh, wait, yeah, no, i don't hot, think i tried the food hot can hot of coffee can yeah. of coffee Yep, hot can of coffee. Sounds what? dangerous. The novelty of it, I, I had to, I had to get it. That have you, uh, have that you ever been on any of those sponsor deals where they want you like to, they take you out to the restaurant and then they they want you to, like beat them up because they think it's funny. Yeah, those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> free food. Yeah, free food, and then like, are the, what's is it the chat? Nah, that's pretty rare, actually. If they actually want you to hit them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a policy against that now, but I've never been in that situation. So I'm sure with we'll the, with everyone's phone is a is a video recorder now. They don't need uh, <laughs> they don't need more. Yeah, no, they don't need that at all. Um, you've been doing your thing in New Japan, and that's kind of branched out to Ring of Honor and GCW, and now you did Rev Pro, uh, and you've had some great highlights in your career. You got to work the New Japan uh, Super J Cup here in the states in 2019. What was that honor like for you? Um, yeah, just individually, that Super J Cup uh, car, I think that was actually the first time I wrestled John Gresham, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh. Yeah, and I and I just wrestled him not too long ago in Philadelphia, uh, I think it was November 2020, and that was one of my favorite matches that I've ever had. Uh, he still beat me, but I was a lot closer this time, so, you know, third time's the charm. Next time I see him, I would, uh, you know, I'm gonna kick his ass. It's going to be fantastic. But yeah, that show meant a lot to me for a few reasons. Again, like you say, it was a you know, Super J Cup. It's prestigious. Um, not, I didn't participate in the Cup, but just to be a part of it was uh, very cool. Real quick, um, do you prefer, if you had a preference, East Coast or West Coast wrestling? Hmm. Well, the West Coast includes, you know, the strong and that's our well, yeah, in LA. Yeah. Going to remove that bias? Yes. Okay. Mm. It's weird because I didn't do a ton of indies like before or even while I've been signed. Um, I mostly worked my home fed at NYWC, and that was only six or seven shows before I came over here. So I don't have a good grasp of the scene either way. I have a lot of friends in both from when I first started over there and I'm rocking and rolling now and, you know, met a lot of people here doing the new Japan and doing the few Indies around here. So I like being closer to home. So obviously East coast wins. 
There you go. Real quick, and uh, we're running short on time. I know Matt's going to plug all your stuff real quick. But um, what was the inspiration to go out there? To w- w- were you planning on going to the dojo the entire time, or did it just happen? Like, did it, did New Japan just happen? How did that happen for you? Oh, as soon as I heard that they were uh, opening the dojo for camps, I knew right away. I wanted to be a part of it. Me and my friend that um, went out there with me, we we actually took the nights off from work when the uh, the the logins went live to submit the application. So we both went over there and um, it was a great time. We, we did always, I didn't plan to get signed or anything. I just wanted to train and it, New Japan was always the goal. Nice. Huge. Nice. You have a, a, if you go through your, your career and your match history, you've been in the ring with a lot of very uh, tough and intimidating people. Who is there? And I'm not, look, I can't see myself ever stepping in the ring with Minoru Suzuki. No matter, he scares <laughs> the shit out of me. And he's in goddamn Japan. I watch him on my TV. But you've been in there with like, with Lance Archer and him and some real legends. Who who is somebody who just? Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to make you look like you're scared. But who is some who intimidate? Is there anyone? Not who is there anyone that intimidates you when you get in that wrestling ring? I will say the first time. Um, I was in the ring with Kratos. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, it was my first match back post-injury when I was a young lion was that Bloodsport 4 matching Kratos, and it was for Bloodsport. But, um, you know, after the match, I survived. I woke up the next day. I was hurt, but, you know, I lived. So that fear kind of started to go away, which led to my defeating of Kratos to graduate as a young lion very recently at New Japan. But uh, I don't think we're finished, him and I. The fear is gone, that's for sure. But initially, he gave me those vibes. I, I mean, I see here, I know in August, you you and Big Tom Ishii. Yeah. Was war. He also, I was excited about that one. I wasn't scared. I knew that was going to be good. He literally lives up to his name. He is like the stone pit bull, huh? He is. <laughs> yeah. He, he hits hard, and when you hit him, it hurts. Yeah, I could. I, you know what? I will never find out. God damn it. Um, we're, we're with Alex Coglin at Alex Coglin93 on Twitter. Something, something deadlift on the Instagram. Uh, and that's been going across the bottom of the screen. Uh, he's in Dallas this weekend for the huge uh, WrestleMania weekend, WrestleCon GCW on the 31st in the Blood Sport against Slade. April 1st, New Japan Strong Tapings. Him, Fred Rosser, and the DKC against Team Filthy. Do you guys ever make fun of Tom Lawler with his Daisy Dukes? All the time. <laughs> Nonstop. He looks silly. Yeah, yeah I know it's he, ridiculous. I know he can kick ass, but he looks silly with the Daisy Dukes. I get it. I think that's why he does it, because he knows he can back it up. Yeah, so he kicks ass so he can show ass. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, should be a t-shirt. That should be a Tom Lawler t-shirt. Yeah, it should be. Trademark. <laughs> uh, and then you're... You're doing uh, WrestleCon on Saturday at noon. You'll be there doing a bunch of signings. And then Mutiny, uh, they just announced Sunday, uh, April 10th at the Strong Tapings. You will be teaming with Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero against Black Tiger, Kratos, and Danny Limelight. So obviously, between the April 1st tapings and the 10th, uh, Kratos is a constant. Uh, Team Filthy is a thorn in your side. Always has been. Um Nonstop, yeah. Reflecting, you know, Bloodsport Eight is coming up. All my Bloodsport opponents have been Team Filthy guys. I'm wrestling all three of them, 
um, at Lone Star Shootout. I wrestled Royce twice, Tom Lawler, and Kratos. And they're all going to be in that sixth man um, on that Friday. So uh, they've always been a thorn in my side, especially Kratos, especially because I kicked his ass. I beat him fair and square. Damn and man. he hasn't shut the fuck up nonstop since I've been <laughs> in the UK about how uh, this isn't over, whatever. I want another shot. That's fine, man. If you think it's a fluke, I'll prove to you that it's not. I was over there. I, was, I wasn't just fucking sitting there and eating fish and chips. I was training. I was in the, the gym with Dan Strauss working on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was working out every day. I'm getting stronger. I'm not taking this shit lightly. I'm not taking it for granted. So uh, if he wants to go again, I'm game. Anytime. Mm, I like it. I like it. I would, if I was Kratos, I would be concerned because you are not backing down and you seem very determined. I'm here for a reason, man. L.A. Doge is not just anybody. So we we talked New Japan Strong and, and the tapings that they've been doing here in the States since the pandemic. Is there somebody uh, that you weren't familiar with that is now part of the New Japan Strong uh, uh, under the banner that you're impressed with, you're impressed with, you're excited to get in the ring and roll with? Absolutely. There's a handful of guys. But very recently, uh, Bad Dude Tito came, into, uh, came to the, the Strong roster. And uh, he's a guy that I've seen on Bloodsport plenty of times and i think he's great and you know i'd love to get in the ring with him i like bad dude tito a lot i'm a huge jay white fan uh tony thinks i fangirl about him all the time is he really fucking cool dude he looks like a cool dude jay white is uh i guess you'd say exactly what you think he what you see is what you get with him he's a he's an interesting guy he's <laughs> clever but he's kind of sneaky too yeah keep your eye out for him See what he's doing to the Bullet Club. He's fucking it all up. Yeah. What? No, he's not. They're Crazy. they're bright. They're they're falling apart at the seams. No, it's a civil no. war, man. Nah, he's in control. Um, thoughts real quick on on Rocky Romero because I, I I don't think a lot of people realize how deep Rocky Romero's roots are in professional wrestling. Do you have any any personal opinions on, on Rocky? I mean, you said it. People don't understand just you know how important he is to wrestling today. Not from New Japan in general, specifically with New Japan. So I wouldn't be here without Rocky. The LA Dojo wouldn't be here. Strong wouldn't be doing what it's doing. Um, and that's just a little bit of what he's done in his career. He's done so much more. And you know, you know him and I have a great relationship. You know, and um, he's just a great guy outside of wrestling too, just in general. And um, He's got to get his flowers soon, man. He's great. Yeah, and Rocky, Rocky's the kind of guy, he just shows up everywhere. Like one week you'll see him in AEW. The next week he'll be in NWA. The next week he'll be in Japan. He's, He's everywhere, all over man. The place. It's amazing. Yeah, there's, probably, there's like three or four Rocky Romero's. That's, they just kind of pop up wherever they ship them off. There's small ways you can tell them apart, but that's a secret. <laughs> Do you keep up on the New Japan product over in Japan? I do. Congrats to Zack Sabre Jr., by the way. I was, I was yep. going to ask if you had a chance to watch that match. Unbelievable. He's one of the best to do it, if not the best. But, you know, that's a, that's kind of my shit, too. I love technical wrestling. One day we're going to wrestle, and uh, it's going to be good. All right, let me ask you. Does Tai Chi really sing? How dare you, you son of a bitch. Of course he sings. What kind of question is that? Yeah, yeah. obviously he sings. The voice of an angel. Yeah. Yes, son of a professional bitch. lessons since he was like ten years old. I think he was saying, long time. How's your operatic? Uh... I think. Oh, I like that. 
Yeah. How's your ja- do you speak uh, uh, decent Japanese? Can you speak a little? Do you know? Study a little bit. Uh, a lot of times, actually, me and uh, Shabbat-san and Narita and Uemura will sit down for like um, two or three hours. Uh, it, it, you know, we say it's going to be an hour and a half, but it always winds up being longer. Um, I'll teach them a little bit of English, like everyday phrases they can use, or maybe a little bit of grammar, and then they'll switch and teach me uh, some things in Japanese. So there's a lot of back and forth. It's like uh, we do it a few times a week, if not every night, whenever we get a chance. So we've been studying together, basically, and it's kind of fun. It, is it hard to pick up? I mean, do you feel like you could take to it easily? or The fact that I'm living with a few guys that also speak Japanese that I can practice with makes it easier, but um, their English is way better than my Japanese. It's not even close. <laughs> so you still live, you still live like the same group. You're still all in the same house. Is Yeah. We're still in the house. Oh, LA dojo who, house, man. Who, who stinks up the bathroom? Who ruins the place for everybody? I got to well, know. I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. So it probably means it's me. So sorry. Yeah, that... <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm, realistically. <laughs> We have a name of the show. Alex Alex Coughlin stinks up the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Write that that down. As long as he's not not stinking up the ring, it's good. Hey, there you go. Come on now. That's the addendum uh, to the title. What what can we expect from from you in 2022? More. Whatever you saw in 2021, um, that was just a taste. I'm not a young lion anymore. Um, I'm here to show people what I can really do because you haven't seen anything yet. Beautiful. We know uh, we know Carl's the Alpha Alpha Wolf. Did you? Uh, are you working on some 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 nicknames here? I am, but uh, you'll know it when you see it. Oh fuck yeah! I like mm-hmm. it. I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Awesome. Alex, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got to pack and get ready to go to Dallas. Um, and then you got a full weekend. We talked about it before. He's doing GCW blood sporting against Slade. He's got the strong tapings, uh, six man tag action against team law team filthy and the Daisy Dukes. Uh, he's doing WrestleCon. When you do the WrestleCon, are you excited to not just interact with the fans, but also like maybe see some friends you haven't seen in a while. Talk to a couple of wrestlers that are there for sure. Yeah. I want it to be a, you know, while I'm there, when in Rome, everybody's going to be there. I want to see all my homies for sure. And try to get Scotty Duhati's autograph. So get two. Fuck yeah! I like that. Mm. Nice. nice. If if you have a chance, if I can give you, I've been to Dallas before. If you like sushi, there's a restaurant called Uchi that is awesome. Uchi is that with Uchi. one eye or two? One. Uh, seven. Oh, oof, there you go. <laughs> Uchi. <laughs> one eye. One eye. Uchi. We got one it. eye. It is me and my wife went to Dallas a couple years ago. Uh, cause I'm a big baseball fan. So we do the baseball road trip and we were there for like five days and we went there twice for dinner. It was so good. Nice. So definitely check it out. And we did the second time we went, we let the server, they come to the, the just bring building. out and give you shit that they think we're like, like, this is our price point. Just bring us whatever. Nice. And they were like, what don't you eat? My wife doesn't eat red meat. So they like didn't do, it was awesome. It's a, it's, I've never been to Japan, but it was, it was fucking good. Shout out to Uchi. Yeah. For that one. yeah, I'll check that out for sure. If if you have time, I know it's we did yeah. we did Mania when they came up here for twenty nine when they did the first WrestleCon and it is we don't even wrestle we just do a fucking podcast it was exhausting. So so Alex yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna pay to fly you to Japan but he probably would foot the bill at Uchi for you. I'll take it. Sounds great. Yeah. 
no, hold on. I would be more than happy to take care of Alex. But Kevin, we have to get our shit in order. House of Torture needs to go first. Uchi ain't going anywhere. Dick That's to go. Right. We got to hit the bricks. Dick to go's got to go. Yujiro Takahashi. They got to go, man. Enough. Enough with the. They got what is that thing? The Garrett. They got to stop. It's. They make me nauseous. <laughs> and then right, we'll take that, care of that, and then we'll go to Uchi. Yeah, and then we'll go to Uchi, and then we can focus on the the United Empire. We got we got a whole laundry list of easy shit. Easy weekend, no problem. All right, yeah, yeah. easy peasy, one two three easy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Awesome. You can DM me, I'll give you my flight info. I'm right. all. Yeah. I'm Check all back too, right? Yeah. Whatever you want, bro. As long as I don't have to sit through it. I'll send Kevin. you the whole horse. Not even raw. <laughs> Just take a bite out of the leg. Whatever, whatever works, my man. Hell yeah. Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure. Before we let you go, anything you want to leave for your fans, the people listening to the podcast? Um, You already plugged all my stuff. Yeah, my socials before. Um, thank you guys very much. Um, big rest in peace to Scott Hall. You know, just wanted to say that real quick. Um, and yeah, that's everything. Thank you guys very much for having me on. I appreciate you taking your time and inviting me on your podcast. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for talking to me, and uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. We're awesome. gonna get like you and Carl, and it's get all of us. Yeah, we're gonna do chaos. Yeah, we'll just talk about fucking cryptids and Sasquatch for an hour. We'd love that. <laughs> Done. Let's, let's yeah. go down the weird rabbit hole. I'm in. There we Fuck go. Yeah. We got it. You picked Fuck the right yeah. podcast. Hell yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Anytime you want to come back on, we'll definitely set it up, man. Thank you very much. Likewise, guys. Take Safe care. Thanks, Alex. Well. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. Alex Coglin, everyone. Give him follow at Alex Coglin93 on Twitter. Something, something deadlift on the Instagram. Uh, he's doing great things over there in New Japan. Um, Tony, I'm you got uh you got a, a couple questions in yeah, there. Yeah, look at this guy. I'm moving up in the world, bitches. I, yo, my OCD was killing me. I, I know his and I didn't want to bring this up with him. Oh, yes, you did. Because his shirt said like LA Dojo, but I kept thinking it said La Dojo. And like I just wanted to be like, what? Like they spare no expense over there. La Dojo. And it just like killed me that I couldn't do it. Because I didn't want to. I know why. Because you were thinking it was a French thing. Because he had like the mustache going and oh, everything. Dude, that's, it was like that's probably what it was. No, it was just like I knew what it meant. I knew what it said. But like in my head, all I kept seeing was La Dojo. La Dojo. Like they get like La... some sort of like club in like La Dojo, like, <laughs> Los Angeles. Like I like. Oh, I bit my tongue many times to not. Oh boy, bring that up. Why? I, mean, I asked him about shitting his pants, and Tony asked him if he makes the wallpaper come off the bathroom wall. I'm sure he wouldn't have been offended by that. Yeah, but that's 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 him. Per- like that's not disrespecting like the dojo. That's like that's like a personal thing. Like if I said like your shirt looks like it says La Dojo, like like uh, that's a La Do- I mean that's La like dojo. a guy's thing. Like there's like you get a I, come on, Matt. You lived in a house with like four guys at once. Like somebody must have fucking stunk up the bathroom all the time, right? Oh no, that's a great two, question. We had two bathrooms. Um, maybe it's a great question. No, I mean, I, I, t- perfectly acceptable questions. Right, so I don't think I, I don't think mine oh, was. No, I don't have a yeah. I don't have a problem with the question. It's right in my wheelhouse. You know, I like no. To ask but, but let me ask you: like, was there ever a time when you walked out of the bathroom and you had to apologize before it fucking got to travel? No, I don't apologize for anything. Dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> very, very true statement. No, like, dude, if I fart and it fucking smells really bad, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. And then they'll be like, for what? And I'll be like, you'll know. My wife always says I have a very loose, loose asshole when I fart a lot. His asshole's so loose it whistles when he runs. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, so we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. Big week, uh, WrestleMania week. I uh, am most excited for the Super Card of Honor. That's right. Uh, that'll be the only thing I watch this weekend. <laughs> Liar! No, what are you fucking out of your mind? Liar! You're not going to watch Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn? Dude, I... You're going to watch Jake Paul and Dominic Mysterio? I Look, I get it, man. It's WrestleMania. It's a big deal. I'm not saying it's not. Oh. It's just not for me, bro. I don't have... So they're doing each show is scheduled to be five hours, six to eight each night is the pre-show. Why, why you need a two hour pre-show is beyond me. The three hours for the pay-per-view makes sense. I'm sure they'll go over it because it's fucking peacock. You could do it. There's no time. chance. There's no chance. The main show is only three hours on both nights. No chance. Well, who somebody somebody put it in the chat. Let me see here. Um SmackDown is hosting the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and the Intercontinental title match. So you know they got shit packed up for two nights of WrestleMania if they have to squeeze this shit in on fucking SmackDown. That's They've insane. Done that before, though. They've done but that that's before. insane, dude. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, how no, the fuck it... are you gonna have how are you gonna have six hours of wrestling, four hours of pre-show, plus fucking plug like put matches on your Friday night show? And you know what the pre-show is going to be? It's going to be like the fucking... Is Kayla Braxton even still there? It's going to be like her, Booker T. Uh, the fucking maybe um, they bring in your boy Pete Rosenberg and Sam oh, Roberts. Yeah. They're just going to be sitting around for the first hour like, oh, it's great. Everybody's here. Nah, nah, nah. And then the fucking next hour is going to be like two two fucking idiots crying that they weren't on the show fucking having like singles matches or some shit. That's going to happen. Pay-per-view pre-shows are like the king of recaps. Yeah, so you get all the footage and all the all the music montages and all that shit. And then like a 20-minute conversation about how none of it really matters. And then they're just like JBL yelling at Rosenberg. Yeah, and, and then, then they're going to have like, uh, a, some live have, like, performance. A, There'll be a live performance by some artist that I don't know because I'm 40. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have somebody sing uh, America the Beautiful. And the they announced that, by the way. They announced who that was. Yeah, Singing? I didn't put it in really? notes because I didn't give a shit. Yeah, it's a country act, I think. Is Bad Bunny going to be performing too? Is I haven't heard like, anything on the Bad Bunny front. No, I think he's on. I think his tour started. I think he's actually on tour now. That's a oh, bad so, bunny. And it's where? It's in Texas. Dallas. Texas. Arlington. Oh. <laughs> what? Jerry's world. You're not paying attention to like the last. Like we mentioned Dallas like seven times. No, I know. Dallas. I had to think about it for a second. This is like. What? The, the uh, card? Oh, please, please, Matthew. I beg of you. Share with keep us. Adding, they keep adding matches and more people. If I may volley, sir. They added co- so this is what we have for night one. We've gone please. down this list. Tell um, me what I was not able to book on this show because Charlotte I got relieved Flair. of my duties as a creative. Double writer. mania, double matches, double tag titles, motherfucker. Will you shut the fuck up, Jim Cornette? <laughs> motherfucker. Char- night, night one. Charlotte and Be- and Ronda for the SmackDown that's, Women's Title. That's the main event. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Uh, yeah, although yeah. they've been like they've been like volleying now. Like they think the KO show <laughs> should go on. Uh, if they I may volley. Think the KO show with Austin should go out 
last because there's no like that crowd's gonna get up for Austin and then you're not topping that. No, no chance. No, I, I disagree. I think people will be gone by then if they you can't main event a WrestleMania with the KO show. Come on, I think people would leave. To be if, honest, if with that you. was the last thing they saw. No, if I think they would leave before they got a chance because like 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 why am I gonna stick around if it's not a match? No, the people going to WrestleMania aren't fucking beat the traffic people like Tony, so they're there for the weekend. Maybe. Right? Whatever. I, don't Kevin, I don't think you sat with us for that WrestleMania, Kevin, but Tony left during The Rock and John Cena at 29. I remember. Yep. Got remember home in five it. minutes. Uh, Becky, gold. Becky Bianca, the KO show. They moved Edge and AJ Styles tonight one. Uh, the Mysterios against The Miz and Logan Paul. McIntyre, Happy Corbin. The Usos defend their SmackDown tag titles against Nakamura and Rick Boogs. And then they added this today. Kofi yeah. Kingston and Xavier Woods against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. What a debacle that freaking King Woods has become. I really thought that was going to be like the, the the precipice of King of Xavier Woods being a top guy and then him and Kofi feuding and nothing. And then WWE. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, Biggie also just got dropped on his head, too. So Tony, this King thing has been for like seven months now. Oh, I know that. I know that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe this was supposed to be the payoff and they had to switch it up a little bit. Hey, did almost no, this was definitely yet? not going to be the payoff uh, because it would have been a six man between it probably would have been a six man tag with Kofi, Xavier, well, that's Big what e I mean, against, against Seamus, Holland, and Butch. Darn right, it's Butch. <laughs> that's right. It's a little rascals reference for you youngins out there. Uh, Tony, can you tell us who Butch is? He's fucking Pete Dune. Okay, I didn't know. You didn't know who fucking Bull Dempsey was the other day. The Dune uh, fucked his gimmick. If you are not a Patreon oh, supporter. See, you give away all the fucking eggs, bro. I'm not giving away. No, I did not give away any eggs. You got to become a Patreon supporter, $3 level. We recorded the April crossword puzzle. It's Holy a fuck. Hoot. It's a hoot nanny. It's a banger. I will say this. If you want to subscribe and then unsubscribe, that's fine. Stay subscribed, but you don't want to miss this crossword puzzle episode. It is probably the 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 most fun I've had, the loudest I've laughed, the hardest I've laughed in a very long time. It's hysterically funny. So subscribe, three dollars, you get to hear me host the crossword puzzle battle between Matt and Tony, and it is absolutely radio gold. Tensions were high. Confidence was through the roof. It's a oh, fucking mishmash of magic. Oh, of, uh, night, two. night two. Night two. We got the unification match between Brock and Roman. 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 Uh, McAfee versus Austin Theory. Anything goes with Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Uh, the four team women's tag team championship match Queen Zelina and Carmella against oh. Sasha and Naomi. Versus Rhea oh. and Liv Morgan versus Natty and Shayna Baszler. Oh my God, really? Uh, your Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro. I guess they won the titles back. They defend against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Oh! <laughs> Why so many multi fucking team matches? It's Wrestle, you got to get everybody on WrestleMania, dude. dude. It's pre-show fodder in a fucking main card. Come on, that's why the pre-show is two hours long. Ugh. Get a couple matches in there, buddy. Tony loves the pre-show. He really does. He's a big fan. Tony loves guests, and Tony loves pre-show. 
uh, let's keep this uh, conversation in the WWE universe. A couple Wait, of great is that it? Wait, that was uh, it? Now, that for now, yeah. Oh, that was God. like 17 matches. No, it was only like four for the second night. Uh, night two I mean, right now only has five, but I'm sure they're going to add. And oh, yeah. Fucking instant. Don't forget tonight, that. For sure. That Cody Seth Rollins thing. Like people are like, that's definitely happening. Oh, there was some there was some fucking video I saw on Facebook. I didn't watch it where Seth Rollins was in Vince McMahon's office this morning. They could did a little vignette that he was going to WrestleMania, but I don't know what the payoff is. So fuck me. Oh, boy. I think we all know what so, the payoff is. Yeah, but Seth Rollins is like trying to get into WrestleMania. And I don't know. Like, so he's like begging for a spot in and he's going to wrestle Cody Rhodes. So what do you do? He wrestles Cody Rhodes and he wins. And then you make Cody Rhodes look like a dick. Or after all this time of begging, pleading, and cajoling, and he fucking loses anyway to Cody Rhodes. Like, what the fuck was the point? You have Cody Rhodes. The point is he got into WrestleMania, which was his goal. And he fucking lost to the new guy. Uh, I don't know. It's a shitty way to book Seth Rollins, if you ask me, but whatever. I don't know. It's the perfect way. I think it's the perfect way to to not only book Seth Rollins, but to debut a potential Cody Rhodes. I mean, perfect is a weird word. Air quotes, perfect. But if you're going to do something, if you're going to commit to the story... This is the way to go to me. I will have to see how it plays out. I am not a fan. I will make a bold prediction. Oh boy. Cody Rhodes will beat Seth. What's his nuts. And then Seth Rollins will win whatever brand championship the next night. Since they have to declare, they have to find a new champion. Once they unify these two stupid belts. I don't think they're going to do that. It's a unification match. What do you mean? Oh, That's what it means. No, 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 no. Why would they unify belts and then just make up a new championship? No, like, what is the point of that? No, I think people are missing the whole point about unification and winner take all. Winner take all is you have two championships. They're not always defended together. Yeah, but Matt so, also says that there's going to be a third championship, which is no, there's not. Ridiculous. I don't think that's what he meant at all. Matt, no. is that what you meant? No, they're <laughs> what? both uh, verbiages are used to advertise this match. Winner take all championship unification match. Yeah, so it's unification. So that means these two titles. Yeah, I think one person will walk out double champion, and then whatever brand said champion decides to go to, they will just be like, "Oh, we need to have a world champion on no, SmackDown." I totally no, disagree. No, fucking wrong, wrong, nope. wrong. You I don't. Think, I'm not saying it's right. You don't think the WWE is going to do that? No, not, I don't. not right out the gate. Maybe six months from now, when they fucking they realize this is a big mistake, belts out of the warehouse and gave it to Triple H eighteen years ago. I agree. I know. I mean, not, I agree. I remember. I know. But like, there's no chance. I don't think there's any chance that they do that again. You guys really give the WWE a no, lot. no, no. But I don't listen, think it's giving them a lot no, of credit. Timeout. Hold up. When they did this with Brock Lesnar like twenty years ago, there was only one championship, and this is when they first started the brand split. Here they're taking two belts with two different two different uh, entities and combining them. They're not just gonna fucking oh well we lost the championship. Here's a brand new one. They ain't gonna fuck. It's not the same and they ain't gonna do it. I At think that the one yet. guy. I think the one guy will defend. Oh, see that's stupid too though. No, he's gonna defend both belts every time he makes a defense. They did not. They did not advertise the triple threat with the women as a unification match. They advertised that as a winner takes all, which yeah. is why they had separate defenses of separate titles. Yeah. Here it's winners take all unification match. So no. they're combining the championships. No, I, I would not be surprised if there's a brand new belt presented to the winner Monday on Raw. I would not be surprised. 
Oh, what is it? Purple? Because it's a combination of the red and the blue. Fuck yeah. You know what? Purple Rain Brock Lesnar. He comes out with the fucking feathery shirt and everything and shit. Are you tipping your hand there, Tony? Are you picking Brock? I'm just saying. There's just saying. (sighs) Somebody did a Photoshop of Roman Reigns wearing ramen noodle outfit. It called it Ramen Reigns, and I fucking almost fell out of my chair. It was hilarious. Of course you did. It's fucking great. You're so, you're so easily amused. It's I adorable. am, dude. You it's you adorable. Know me. How long? <laughs> I'm surprised it took you all this time to find something that said ramen rings. <laughs> Sometimes these things don't make their way into my inbox immediately. <laughs> I can only imagine what goes into your inbox. <laughs> or what comes oh, out your outbox. That's what she said. <laughs> It'll be a fun thing to talk about next Monday. Uh after WrestleMania as to what they decide to do. Let's talk about what the WWE is doing right. Uh, Shad Gaspard will be the recipient of the 2022 Warrior Award. Yeah, uh, 100% deserved. Now, there's a lot of con- a little scutt- a lot of scuttlebutt, Matt. A lot of controversy, if you will. Of course, of course there is. Okay, just because something good, something good happens oh. for him, something deservedly happens for Shad and his family, and all of a sudden now people want to make it they should rename the award the Shad Gaspard Award. Have you Come heard? That? Have you seen that? Uh, I'm really trying to stay off of Twitter, to be perfectly honest with okay. you, because okay. it makes me want to throw my fucking phone in the oven. Uh, when I'm I on am, pizza truck. dude, leave Twitter. It is the fucking greatest thing ever. Just leave. I understand yeah. that, but we use that to promote the podcast. Then stop reading it. Just read your DMs and fucking get off. It's it's the fucking best thing I ever did. <laughs> That's what Matt does all the time anyway. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone has some weird fucking angle uh, because, you know, the social justice warriors are out there doing their fucking thing. Um, no, don't rename it. Yeah. If you want to. Because wasn't the Warrior Award initially supposed to be about people like the unsung heroes of people like behind the scenes that like help out and do all this yep. crazy stuff? Yes, it is presented to an individual who has exhibited unwavering strength and perseverance and who has lived life with the courage and compassion that embodies the spirit of the ultimate warrior. All right. All right. So that's all right. So if that's a letter of the law, then. Then, yes, yeah, Shad, well, Shad obviously deserves it anyway, but I guess it doesn't necessarily say that it's designed for for people that work behind the scenes that don't get. the No, no, that, that was deserve. that was when when Warrior came up with this idea. That was the original, like, well, his, it, like, well, no, his wife came up with the idea, I believe, because he was already gone. Hence the idea warrior award. Yeah, but no, but 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 the original thought behind it was it was supposed to like like Mark Yeaton would be up for the warrior award because he worked Yeaton? behind the scenes in WWE. That would that would be the kind of example, or somebody on the ring crew, or somebody who maybe worked in the office. But then it morphed into this whole like you know like somebody who's you know providing for betterment in the world. You know, like right. it, it, which is it fine. Into what it's become. Which, yeah, it's fine. It's it's absolutely fine. I've got no arguments against it. But come on. We're not going to fucking change a name of this for every single person that gets the award. I mean, you can make an argument that it could be like the Connor Award or the uh, – or the uh, ah, shit, I can't think of her. Uh, the dude from Rutgers or the, the lady from the news. Eric, you know what I'm saying? Eric Legrand. Thank you, Eric Legrand. I couldn't think of it. By the way, dude opened up a coffee shop and go support it. Good times. Do you have a name? Yeah, Legrand coffee, yeah, Le coffee, coffee, I think it is. Let me let me Google right. it. It's been a couple isn't of weeks it, since I saw it. Isn't it Legrand? Oh, fucking A. Legrand Coffee Le House. It's in Woodbridge Township. Nice. Legrandcoffeehouse.com. 
now so if out. you wanted to if you wanted to separate the two and still acknowledge someone that that does all the behind the scenes and heavy lifting and call that the warrior award and create the warrior award and create a shad gaspard uh, uh honorary award i'd have no problem with that but i say just leave the warrior award alone if it's going to be the 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 thing that you're gonna go forward with I think yeah. we got enough belts. We don't need more fucking awards. Just leave it as it is. All right. So you don't yeah. have to do it as the Hall of Fame. You could do it some a different time. Just yes, give, Kate. acknowledge somebody. The lady from the news. That's who it was. Yeah. That's right. The, the lady from the news. Dude, you know who I'm talking about. I can't think of her name. Joan Jesus. London? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Holy shit. The lady from the news. God, I suck. <laughs> At least I'm, you know it. I'm Barbara Waters. I'm the lady from the, the lady from the news. So, uh, on top of this excellent uh, announcement that we got today with, or the other day with Chad Gaspard, we got another great announcement today. Uh, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, uh, will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So right yeah, now we have the Undertaker, brothers, Vader. Queen Charmel and the Steiner brothers going oh, into the Hall of Fame. Loaded. Loaded yeah, we class. A, we got a really good class this year. Really good class. I feel like we need one more. Do we need one more? Or are we good? There's definitely gonna be one more, right? There's only many, all, oh here's the thing though. They're doing it at SmackDown, so maybe they don't want to have like a long Oh God, really? Not not on SmackDown, it's being taped after SmackDown, I believe. Here's the story of two hours. Yes, the ceremony is taking place after SmackDown at the American Airlines Center in Dallas this Friday night. It will air live on Peacock. Live. I told you on guys Peacock. I'm springing. I told you guys I'm springing the extra five bucks already on Peacock, right? I don't have to I, deal with commercials I anymore. I can't wrap my head around the fact that you hadn't from Go, and I can't understand the fact that you've been watching all these rewinds <laughs> and watch-alongs with fucking commercials. It's, it's bad. The best. The Bad. fucking best. Tony, you let me know how that works out for you, by the way. Text all week, but you, because you're working, you can't shell out five extra dollars. You're making bazillion dollars over there. You and your rich wife, foot doctor, then <laughs> you're getting some Jesus. fucking X Men college. That's right. Right? Your kid's going to <laughs> Professor Xavier's X Men college, and you yep. don't want to put down fucking five extra dollars, alligator yeah. arms. God yeah. damn it, man. Yeah, Matt's making to, some great points. He's going to Acme Lou. <laughs> Only Ac your child. Acme uh, U. What's Acme Lou? Acme University. Oh, Luniversity. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That was the, the what was it? The, the little, the, the little. The Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes. That's it. The Little Tunes. Acme Luniversity. God, I am. Somebody call 912. The lady from the news. What's it called? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We aren't you all millionaires, Matt. Yeah, it's I know. $5. It's $5. Hey, you guys, yeah. you're for any other fucking streaming service. You all mooch off of me. You fuck. Yeah. Well, you're the yeah, guy well, fucking so sending, to tell you something. You're sending Alex Coughlin to fucking Japan to go beat up fucking evil. And then, dude, the best part of that was Kevin's glomming on going, hey, Matt's going to pay for your dinner, too. No problem. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking I'm, money, money, right, money. I'm writing the checks yeah. for Matt. <laughs> One thing at a time, people. Let's take care of what's important. <laughs> fucking ass. <laughs> I like how Matt's ready to kick the shit out of Bobby Lashley, but he needs somebody else to go fight his battle against evil. Look, man, I don't have. I gotta get my passport renewed. I I don't. I can't set a date and a time to go kill the House of Torture. So, if I befriend the LA Dojo, they can do it for me. La Dojo, La Dojo, La Dojo, La Dojo. 
Are we sure this La Doja was not in France? Are we positive about that? <laughs> All right, so the Steiner Brothers are going in. Seven-time WCW Tag Team Champions, two-time WWF Tag Team Champions, two-time IWGP Tag Team Champions. Rick and Stott are both former U.S. champs and TV champs, and Scott held the WCW World Championship once. This will be Scott's first appearance in the WWE since 2015 when he what, he threatened to beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Didn't he call Stephanie a slut or something, too? I think it may be his, uh, Hogan's ex-wife now. He's got another new wife. The Hulk's No, girl. they got divorced. No, he's got another. He's got a new girl now, I think. Yeah, new girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, Bubba's, not Bubba the Love Sponge wife. Everybody wants the Cobra, brother. <laughs> Dude. Let me ask you guys a question. All right. Yes. Did you check out this uh, this new Peacock vehicle, Evil? Have not yet. Have I not. have. Have I, you? I watched, I watched the Hogan and the Miz, and I started I also, Sasha's. But didn't. I also watched the Hogan and the Miz. Yeah. The Hogan a, one dude. stunk. The Miz one was good. I agree. The Hogan, the Hogan one you know, right? Yeah. I get that. I think we've talked about this before on the show. They're not generally looking to, to pull us in because the three of us are wrestling historians. That's right. But uh, I really, my mother-in-law sat down uh, right when the Miz one started and she sat and watched the whole thing with me. Like she wasn't on her phone. Like she was either really tired from work or she was like really into it. Well, but I thought the Miz one was really good. So do, so do I. And here's why the two are different because Hogan's was just, the show is evil. It's supposed to focus on why this character is bad and what makes you think like this character would make a good bad guy. It was just a rehash of Hogan's career. It was just a rehash of, of what Hogan did and, and why he went to WCW and joined the NWO. And then it became a WCW burial uh, towards the end. And it really got no got nothing into the nuances of what made Hogan's character, Hollywood Hogan, like why he thought it was a bad guy. The Miz was the exact opposite. He told you exactly what he was thinking every single time he did something. And again, you got the backstory of, of the Miz and why he became what he became. But it was, and there was a timeline. There was a chronological timeline there too. But you got inside his head about why he wanted to be like bad and what made his character bad. Hogan's was nothing like that. And so, so here's here's the so Hogan the Miz. You said you started Sasha. Yeah, but I don't remember anything uh, about the that. Brothers of Destruction. Randy which is, Orton, which is also weird to me because weren't they good guys every single time they were together? Uh, the brothers and sworn enemies, the Undertaker and Kane, aligned to become the ultimate evil duo. Okay, the so they're they're playing it like liter- Captain Literal Man. They're 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 bad, but they're not heels. Okay, I got you. Uh, Stephanie McMahon, I have zero interest in that. That should be good, man. I think that should be good. Uh, Ric Flair. Yeah, that'll uh, probably be like Hogan's. And then Roman Reigns is the last one. I I'm actually looking forward to that one too. Suffer and Succotash. I mean, you haven't. Roman Reigns is arguably the best bad guy that we've seen in a very long time, maybe since Randy Orton. So I'm excited to see what what. And you have you haven't heard a lot of insight onto his, onto his heel persona. So I'm excited to to take a listen to that. Yeah, they're good, Tony. You should. I mean, the Hogan one, you know. I mean, if you want to just watch it to watch it. All right. Hey, listen, Kate says Kate. no way. Kevin likes something to do with the Miz. I also like this. Kate. And Kate, I'm also a huge NWO mark. And if I hate something to do with the NWO, you know I don't think it's good. Well, I mean, so, it wasn't a profile on Virgil. 
you know. I'd watch that. There you go. There you go. How much? How much do you think he's charging for that? Twenty bucks and a free plate of riblets. It's not go. bad. I wouldn't pay it, but you can also trade him a shining wizard shirt, and then he'll take a picture with you. <sighs> Yo, there was there was like a month where he wore that shirt everywhere. You go back yeah. on social media, like every picture people had with him, like he was wearing the shining wizard shirt. Yeah, Fucking he went out beautiful. to breakfast. I think he was at a diner and he had it on at one point. Beautiful. Someone, someone saw it and sent it to me. Absolutely beautiful. Good stuff. Virgil's my uh, hero. One last note from the we'll 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 uh, we'll we'll wrap up the WWE stuff here. Um, Triple H was on Stephen A. Smith's ESPN show Friday, uh, and he uh, kind of came out and said that uh, after his cardiac mm-hmm. arrest uh, situation. Yeah, uh, that he is retiring from uh, from in ring competition, and he kind of goes into detail about how close he was to actually dying, which is pretty horrifying. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was a lot of people uh, reminiscing on Triple H's career in the wrestling business, uh, and it, I think it goes one or two ways. This is what I saw: people think he's overrated, or people love him. He's one hundred percent between. Uh, he's definitely not overrated he's one of the best that's ever ever done it and if you think that he's overrated then you probably shouldn't watch wrestling anymore well good i'm gonna stop watching wrestling because i think by and large he was overrated i think so how so i think so i mean there was a lot of good that he had in his career like when people were trying to build him up his his series of mick foley is legendary but uh yeah I i think in a world of the rock and stone cold he was a good placeholder, but well, look who you're comparing I mean, him to, Tony. Well, but I mean, that's what I mean. No, no one's saying he's the goat. Well, please don't say goat. No one's saying he's the goat. Oh, Kevin. No one's saying he's the goat, Tony. Now, oh, let me boy. ask you this. So, obviously, he's there with The Rock and Austin, and then both of those guys go away. And I think the narrative that you hear, especially from like uh, Conrad, if you listen to all of his many podcasts, uh, Triple H kind of was the guy who was like, I ain't getting fucking pinned. And he always had a championship and he was always in the main event. Yeah. Do you think that affects people's uh, uh, opinion of, uh, of Paul? Yeah. Paul, listen to you. Oh, wow. Look at that. Fucking first name basis. Well, we all can't be buddies with fucking Billy Corgan. Hey, it's Willie. Big Willie. Oh, yeah, Big Willie. Suck it's not It's Willie. not just a name. It's a compliment. All right, so if you're playing... Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> took me a second. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to include that, I guess you have a, a leg to stand on, but I don't include that in it. Like, it's just like... Triple H was... He was there. He was a, a pivotal part of... Like, that moment after... Even before he was Triple H the game and all that stuff. That night after WrestleMania when Sean left and Triple H starts the new DX, all that stuff For is sure. huge. Yeah. Like, again, right. no one's saying he's the greatest of all time, but and he was in an era where you had Stone Cold, you had The Rock, Undertaker was still there. So other than that, other than those three guys, there's no one bigger than Triple H in that era. I'm sorry, there's not. And even if you go even beyond that, and you want to the only thing that I have a problem with is that. Is is I think it was WrestleMania 19, I want to say, when him versus Booker T. Yep. And maybe he should have maybe Booker T should have 
but that wasn't a good story anyway. Booker T won a battle royal to to win the match anyway, to get that title shot anyway. He eliminated The Rock to do it. But uh, so uh, Triple H is 100% uh, in, again, I don't even put The Rock on the Mount Rushmore, so I'm not putting Triple H on the Mount Rushmore. But he's in the top 10, 15, all time, probably top 10. I'd make an argument for top 20 at least. I'd have to go through the list to see where he would fit in. Maybe top 15. Maybe. See, now, are you talking of just your personal preferences, Tony, or just for. Well, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not fucking. I mean, look, he's, he's had some good matches. Look, Triple H has had a fine career. Dare I say, like a very good career. But like Kevin said, he brings up, you know, uh, shit like Booker T or Scott Steiner or Sting, for Christ's sakes. It's no, like, listen, Scott, Scott, Scott Steiner was brought in there to lose the Triple H. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what and, I mean. It's kind and, of the and and Scott Steiner was not. There was no chance Scott Steiner was going to be the world champion. Booker T had a chance, and he yeah. did. He proved it later on. I'm I don't very know. So, ind- I'm very indifferent on Triple H. Like I can't, see, I can't tell you like, I can't tell you a Triple H match that I'm like, oh man, that match sticks out. Oh, come on. His first match against Foley at Royal Rumble? That was a great fucking match. Yeah, the Cactus Jack match. Uh, the match yeah. with The Rock at the ladder match. At SummerSlam? Belt. Yeah, SummerSlam. Uh, his match with Taker. Both matches with Taker. Um, nah, the second, the second one was kind of lazy plotting. Like, five minutes in, they were fucking wrestling. Like, they were just they just went 45 minutes. Right. So you take Triple H and Undertaker's worst match. It's still better than a million other matches. Triple H stuff with Jeff Hardy was pretty cool. In that in that late two thousand or the early two thousand era, um, and then that's probably lowest on the totem pole. It just just came to me. Yeah, just I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Like I wouldn't change the channel, but I I'm not like I can't wait to see this Triple yeah. H match. You know? Yeah. So if you if you turned on Raw expecting to see Austin or Rock and you didn't and you saw a Triple H, yeah, I could see how you might be disappointed. But Ooh, I'll tell you what I think his best match is: him and Daniel Bryan. At WrestleMania 30. There you Good go. Match. There you go. There Boom. You go. Perfect. I mean, that we just need we just rattled off like seven. So that's pretty good. And, and there's probably a million more. Like, I think Triple H is an all-time great. I think Triple H is uh easily, like I said, top 10, maybe top 15 of all time. And uh, in terms of career, in terms of accomplishments, in terms of in-ring, you put it all together. He's easily, easily top 10. Tony, can you I'm, can you rattle off nine guys that in WWE history that you think are better than Triple H? You might actually you probably could. So let's go fifteen. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you really want me to do? Jesus, dude. All right, let's do it. Let's do it, Tony. Who do All you right. think? I want I want to, I want to pick Tony's brain. Matt, are you okay with this? Yeah, I got to take a piss anyway. So this right, works. <laughs> what? I got to pee, man. I, I'm sorry. I got you. No, I think it's just hysterical. That's all. All right, Tony. <laughs> all right, we're gonna name see. Tony's fourteen wrestlers that are better than Triple H. I might even go more, but let me see. All right, we'll start uh, with 14. All right, off the top of my head, let's go Hogan. Okay. Bruno. Okay. Um, We're not going super far back, by the way. Let's stop at Bruno. Bruno is as far back as we go. All right, Bruno's 1963, but okay. All right, well, uh, so let's take Bruno 1982. Well, all right, <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> let's go Hogan. Yep. Let's go Randy Savage. Let's Ooh, go okay, Mr. Perfect. Uh, you said Mr. Perfect? Yeah, why not? Had a, had a better career than Triple H. Oh, you're, t- I mean, 
There's no huh. chance. You can't even compare them. All right. Randy Orton. Okay. Ed, ah, Jeff okay. Hardy. All right, come on. Now you're going to shit I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll stop. You're going to shit every pick I make. I know, you're going to be here all I know, night. I know, I know, I know. This is, this is your list. I'm sorry. All right, so who, all right, so put Rock and Stone Cold on too. How many does that make? Read it, read it back to me. I, I put 14 three times already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have Hogan, Bruno, Savage, Orton, Hardy, Rock, Austin, in no particular order. Yeah, okay, so that's seven. We're halfway there. Um, probably Brock. I would go right. with Brock. I'd go Roman Reigns at this point. I think he's up there. What? I think oh. he's up there. Oh, How about ahead. CM Punk? I think CM Punk had a hell of a career. Better than... Oh, my God, Tony. I think... All right. All right I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you Undertaker. Uh, Get... You're saying CM Punk had a better career... Than Triple H, but Undertaker didn't. No, I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, Matt, I, I, you fucking love this. You just put me on. So we're, we're up to nine. I think we're up to nine. Kevin changed it to fourteen. By the way, you're at eleven. Eleven. Okay. I gave you one because I gave you Undertaker. Well, well, because um, I had to because you weren't going to say it. Oof, who else? Who else has won a lot of championships? We got, oh, oh, John Cena. I'd put Cena over All right, Triple I'll H. give you Cena. Cena's a good one. Um, who else is one? Would you put who Edge else? there? I thought I said Edge. Um, if you did, then I didn't hear it, but then no. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, Edge had a – I mean, up to this – he's had a huge career, Edge. And I'll give you one more because he didn't say Ric Flair. Uh, Are we see, just talking know... WWF run? WWF? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah I, I did specify it that way, so yeah. If so we're talking Ric WWF, Flair, I wouldn't put Ric Flair. Because okay, I mean, then you can look at guys like Warrior that I wouldn't put on or, you know, like, you know, I mean. And and I'm sorry, I had to pee, so I apologize. What's your, what is your, like, what are you basing this on? Who had better, like, who had a better, like, if no, you I understand the... that, but I want to know what Tony's criteria is because he just said, well, like. Well, Kevin, oh, Kevin's kind of squeezing who... me into, like, you know, like, like uh, I guess overall accomplishments things like that is that it's just like your gut like it's your gut like when you think of like the greatest like wrestlers of all time you kind of know who you're talking about so it's well i mean i would say guys that never won championships too like piper piper never won a world title i have no problems giving you piper um i mean i'd say mr wonderful but he didn't have a very long career in wwf tony this isn't a bad list this is a very good list maybe like all right, so I think we I think we reached fourteen. So I'll yeah, tell I mean, you who... yeah. So you have Hogan, Bruno, Savage, Orton. This is the one that I would probably take off. Jeff Hardy. Um, the I Rock. don't know, man. The dude's got a ton of tag titles too, as well as a few world championships. The Rock, Austin, Brock, Roman, Punk, Undertaker, Cena, Edge, Piper. You yeah, maybe we take maybe we take Punk off the list. You didn't huh? put Bret Hart or HBK on the list. All right, fuck it, hey, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Dude, about this that. is off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I didn't even think about either one of those, to be honest with you. Um, but that's just because I wasn't. Again, this is all spit firing. So who would you? Well, I, so I'm I'm taking out Jeff Hardy and I'm putting Shawn Michaels, and then Bret Hart, I guess. I mean, that's, and I'm taking that's out CM Punk and putting Bret Hart. That's a pretty decent list. What we got? Fifteen there? Fourteen? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So there so, you go. So Triple H is in my top 15. There you go. What do you mean? Is it you took out you took out Jeff Hardy and CM Punk? And replaced them with Sean and Brett. All right, Jeff Hardy and CM Punk. Now Triple H is 17. There you go. Kevin replaced them or Tony replaced them? 
We both replaced them. Now, well, I, I leaned into what Kevin was suggesting, so I replaced them too. Wait, so you're not saying that Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels had a better career? No, no, than no, no, no. CM Punk and, and Jeff Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Matt, Hogan, Bruno, Savage, Orton. Fucking Bruno. Rock, Austin, Brock, <laughs> Roman. Kevin goes, Brett. wait, wait. Kev, Kevin goes, we're not going back further than Bruno. I said, oh, you don't want to go back past 1963? Well, I, said goes, Bruno, no. I said 1982. Goes, Bruno, Bruno, 82. <laughs> Taker, I think Triple H. All right, so Matt, if you had to pick Hogan or Triple H, who do you pick? Uh, for me personally, I pick Hogan. Okay, Come on. Hogan. this is this is me personally. I know, I agree. That, that's I just want to get your take. Who had a better career, Bruno or Triple H? I guess Bruno. I don't really know. <laughs> Sucker. I, I know he had the title for like fucking 10 years. Matt, 40, who had a better 40, career? Baby. Who had a better 40, career, 40. Matt? Randy Savage or Triple H? I think Randy Savage. All right, I agree. Matt, Randy Orton or Triple H? Randy Orton. Okay. Fucking A, dude. I love this. I think if you get to Jeff Harvey... I'm going to say Jeff Har uh, Triple H. Yeah, well, he, he's not on the list because he replaced him with Shawn Michaels. Okay, so, <laughs> so Shawn Michaels or Triple H? He might he might be able to squeeze in there at like 15. I don't think you mentioned like Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, you know, you dude, this was off the top of my head. You're right. Yeah, I didn't I mention a lot of understand. these guys. Understand? So I don't just think going Eddie with Guerrero. The list had, I don't know. If, I don't know if Eddie Guerrero necessarily had a better career than Triple H, though. You didn't yeah, mention Kurt a, Angle. Kurt Angle, maybe. Kurt Angle, maybe. You could make a case for AJ Styles in the WWE. Oh, fuck, dude. I'd say Triple yep. H is somewhere between 10 and 20. He's in. Yeah, I that's, think he's that's in what I originally said. Look, I'm not one of these like assholes that goes Triple H was fucking worthless to the wrestling business. He accomplished a lot. And when he was willing to give up, he was fucking fantastic. And when he made his comeback, it was fucking unreal. People love Triple H. And then there's certain things about his career. People didn't like so much. And for some people, that might be the only part of Triple H that they got to know. So I get it how people can be on both sides of that fence. Completely, completely fine in his career. I think he had a hell of a career. That's kind of where he ranks, though. And there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> do we uh do we want to plug the um so the is that rabbit hole or do we it was yeah, what? that was a segment of the show we call Rabbit Hole. No, people, no, no. Oh, God, no, we no. still got to cover more. Yeah, let's take a break. Fucking let's, you want to read about the network, T-Donk? Yeah, you I'll read about the network, and then Kevin can cover all my fucking doodads in the uh, in the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Patreon shit, because I got to go take a piss, too. But in the meantime, Maestro, please. No music? I'll go. Come on. You got to give me some music. There we go. Fucking A, dude. Now it's time for your weekly wraparound for all the happenings on the Shining Wizards Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com This week, I do want to plug somebody before we talk about the network. I want to plug our good friend, Mike Freeland, over from Material. Dude's got a new gimmick, and it's fantastic. It's called the Freeland 5. Every day, he brings you the top five stories in professional wrestling. I don't want to say he's stealing the three count from us, but he's a good friend of ours. He's doing a great job. Go check that show out. Every day, he's got a new Freeland 5. So if you're subscribing, you're getting wrestling every fucking day. How great is that? Anyway, let's talk about our shows on the Shining Wizards Network. 
The Brocast is covering ECW Living Dangerously 2000 as their watch along for the week. Inconclusive breakdown covering more on the Ukraine. They're talking Taylor Hawkins passing away, tons of other stuff, and their top 10 this week movie quotes. Great listen. Turnbuckle Throwbacks covers WrestleMania 18. Ringside Rant covers WrestleMania 13. Well, it ain't WrestleMania season, people. Sure is. They got fucking WrestleMania all over the place. Radioactive Metal. Snowy and Aaron are bringing you the do's and don'ts of what you should do and what you shouldn't do when you go to metal shows. First thing you should probably do, just like wrestling fans, take a fucking shower before you go there. Jesus, people. A little hygiene goes a wrong way. And finally, the Mark Order Podcast. Of course, we're talking figures because these fuckers get figures every fucking time, every day of the week, and they got to open them up on the show, and it's pretty fucking hysterical and pretty interesting because they know their shit. They do rankings this past week. Fucking rankings. I know, rankings. We need to start bringing back MLW rankings. If MLW would do some fucking rankings, of course, covering everything on Dynamite, all the YouTube shows, whatever's on fucking Friday because I don't fucking remember all the good shit with the Mark Order podcast. And that's what's going on this week around the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Ten great shows, one great place. Check them all out today. Now, I'm going to send it over that way to Matt, who's going to tell us all about our Patreon. Take it away, Matt. Thanks, T-Donk. If you are enjoying what you're hearing over here at the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, we invite you to jump on over to our Patreon check out all these wonderful perks we have over at our patreon patreon.com slash wizards podcast for as little as one dollar a month you can support the shining wizards wrestling podcast three dollars a month is your best value in my opinion because you get your, your name mentioned during each and every week of the show and you get our bonus content and like i said that crossword puzzle we recorded for uh april is hysterical five dollars a month mention you during the plugs you get the bonus episodes and we'll promote uh your social media your website anything within um you know the realm of possibilities that we see fit we're not going to advertise like i don't know deadbabies.com or something we don't want anything to do with that um ten dollars a month and above gets you a box of wizardry uh, and those go out every three months and that includes t-shirts dvds pins stickers trading cards all sorts of fun knickknacks i find out in my uh figure hunts uh so at this time we're going to thank those that support us over at the shining wizards wrestling podcast patreon uh kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards uh many the king of the shining wizards danny and anthony russinello the aop of the swp sean toe sean Calejo, kate the great hensler over at on kate is doing uh sour graps Post show for NXT 2.0 on Tuesday nights. She's doing the Mark Order on Wednesday nights. She's doing SmackDown Rampage Fightful uh, post show Friday nights. It's WrestleMania week, so you got to check with Kate because I don't know what the fuck she's got going on. I'm sure she's all over the place. So follow Kate on the Twitter machine. Uh, hold on, let me pull Kate's Twitter. Make sure I get a proper plug here. She changes her goddamn handle every fucking day. Uh, Happy Kate, birthday, uh, Mark. Miss- <laughs> no, you're late, stupid. Uh, early. Miss kate fabe uh, yeah. on the twitter machine fresh new cut too uh, all right uh mac Rifo, no relationship to the k j g uh, maddie mellinger christine friesendorf mark parloni happy birthday mark thank you 
uh, Maddie Mellon. Uh, I said that already. Uh, Kenny Hossey, the Scotch Drinkmore. Big Cop, Big Cop Pump from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at True Prince of Pro. Um, Braden Bergen, he is the uh, he's the LeBron James of Elite Figure Collecting. Oh, yeah. So check that out. Uh, Brendan Haney, Carrie Cowley, Ryan Schlong, Asian Joe. Uh, his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental with music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. David Henry Bauer the third. I do that right, Tony? I did it right. Close uh, enough. I dunk biscuits over there yeah. in, uh, across the pond. Appreciate the support. Roll. Roll comes and goes. We can't keep track of it. Uh, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last, but certainly not least, the one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean. Um, we are back. Tonight, everyone took tonight. the pee break. Everyone took their drink break. Everyone's feeling refreshed. Right. Uh, we got a couple more things to cover here. Uh, and then Breaking we're going to news. Breaking news. Oh. Vince McMahon is going to handpick Seth Rollins' opponent for WrestleMania on Saturday. Ooh. It looks like go. it might be Hardcore Holly based on that. Uh, looks exactly that like Hardcore Holly, that silhouette. I'm just going to beat his ass. Give me all the belts. <laughs> I'll just sucked. beat everybody. Hold things sucked. So there's that uh, to look forward to. Are we picking Seth? Is it going to be Seth and the Mystery Man? Like, is that how we're picking this? I don't know. We'll fi- we will figure it out as Saturday draws nearer, closer. Drawers. Look at that. Draws near. Um, T Donk, oh, did you what? get to uh, did you get to watch any of the NWA this week? I sure did. I got a three count all ready to go. Beautiful. Well, fresh off of the Crockett Cup, and I know they gave us a loaded show. So why don't you give us a little NWA three count, T Donk? Everything this week actually is coming from NWA Power. Not saying that NWA USA is not worth your time to watch, but Power is definitely if you have the hour, spend it on Power. Number three, Cardona's promo. Cardona, as much as a dick as he is, they interviewed him and they asked him about tapping out to uh, Nick Aldis. And he said, I didn't tap. I was beating on the canvas trying to get the crowd to get into it to rile me up. Fucking beautiful shit. Absolutely beautiful shit. He still got the Cardonas with him. Good stuff. Uh, Number two, junior heavyweight championship match. Homicide defends against Austin Aries. They kept saying it on commentary. These guys know each other so well. They've known each other for so long. And it showed the match was fucking great. I think it maybe only ran about 10 minutes, but good shit. But first place for the three count this week, the Briscoes against the OGK. Like I told you at the fucking, at the Crockett Cup, Briscoes, every single match they had was worth watching. This one is no different. It was so great seeing Matt Taven and Mike Bennett take on them boys it was good shit. Good shit. Good shit. NWA Power definitely worth a watch this week. Nice. Nice. I like it. I dig. Now, Tony, I know you said you had the three, but let's talk about the one thing from NWA uh, USA. You put it up in the Discord, Tony. Who's going to be wrestling for the NWA? Oh, fuck. That's right. I forgot about that. That didn't even make the top three. Uh oh. Mr. Caprice Coleman will be wrestling for the NWA. 
Kevin's very excited. I like I, it. I like Caprice. I was very excited too. Now, Matt, let me ask you. You were the Ring of Honor expert. Caprice hasn't wrestled for Ring of Honor in a long time, right? He's oh, made a long time. Well, he's made appearances. Wasn't he in the, the the Battle Riot? Not the Battle Riot. What do they call that? He was he's he's made some glimpses because whatever that rumble was that they had, he was in that. I know that. Uh, Are you talking about he, the one at the garden? No, before uh, way after that, like recently. Oh, like okay. He, he came from the commentary table and went into the ring and uh, that was the uh, Death Before Dishonor Rumble. Yeah. In September. And then he wrestled the Beer City Bruiser uh, in December at the Final Battle 2021 Road to Final Battle show. Yeah, because they were like picking on Riccoboni and then like, he came to like his his aid or something like that. Yeah. He did so, the uh, he did the same thing with uh with Bully Ray prior to the pandemic uh at ring of honors gateway of honor in 2020 yeah. but it's going to be cool seeing him back in the ring and i'm kind of surprised with uh with uh ring of honor you know doing uh their what the hell is it called the anniversary show this weekend battle Supercard of honor super card of honor there thank you very much uh does this mean that we're not going to see ian and uh caprice doing commentary this weekend is that been said announced anything no i don't i think i let me check ian's twitter i think right, ian so, is still doing commentary yeah without without knowing anything about it like that seems like a real tony khan move to bring them in i think like i think that's something that he would do to respect what ring of honor is doing I mean, what are you gonna, ha- like, what are you gonna have like enough. tony shivani and Gen- i mean generico probably could do it but you could have tony shivani and like mark henry call ring of honor did you say generico what did i mean oh excalibur sorry <laughs> I mean, it's all ex- good, man. It's all good. Excalibur could probably do it, but like, no, nah, it's got to be Riccoboni and Caprice. It's got to be. No, no, I'm saying if he wanted to keep it in house, like, uh, God, Excalibur could probably handle it with maybe like Jericho or something like that. Oh, Modspock brings it up. He says it's been announced that Ian and Caprice are on the call. Beautiful. So there you go. So yeah, Tony's doing the right thing. They, I always do the right thing, Kevin. That's right. Just like Matt and Paul. <laughs> Call yes. Back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that was the NWA in a nutshell. Kevin, you got anything from Impact? Oh, do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? And Tony, they actually kind of overlap a little bit because a lot of stuff, a lot of people are on both shows. Uh, the Cardonas are on both shows. Uh, OGK on both shows. Uh, so in my three count, uh, first is that Tom Hannafin is amazing. Uh, I know we've talked about it before at length, but he is without a doubt, probably the best, the best play-by-play guy in the business right now. No offense. We just talked about Ian Riccoboni, no offense to him. Uh, but Tom Hannafin is on another level uh, with impact. Uh, Chelsea Green heel turn in the main event, uh, Thunder Rose, not Thunder Rose, um, uh, uh, Mickey James and uh, Tasha Steeles in the main event in a freaking nasty, hardcore, anything goes match. Uh, I might even call it a hardcore country match uh, that uh, Chelsea green completed the heel turn. Matt hit the radio silence on, uh, on Mickey James post-match um, just really good stuff from broski and, and Mrs. Broski again. Um, and Matt, I'm telling you right now, we've known this for a while, but like I may make it official. Like the OGK might be my favorite tag team in wrestling right now. So that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Kev. They uh, you had a tag team lumberjack match for the belts between uh, Violent by Design and the Good Brothers. Uh, OGK got involved, cost the Good Brothers the match, 
And uh, so it looks like we might, I don't know if they have ulterior motives in terms of this, but lots of stuff going on. Jonathan Gresham, Eddie Edwards um, uh, had a nice little back and forth. And also everyone's talking, and Matt, I know we'll get the super card of honor soon, but I just want to go through this card for impacts um, multiverse of matches. If you'll allow me. Absolutely. Uh, so right now the card stands Moose and PCO versus Josh Alexander and Jonah. You have Alex Shelley versus speedball, Mike Bailey. You have the Good Brothers versus the freaking Briscoes. You have uh, Eddie Edwards is taking on uh, Big Tom Ishii. Uh, Ultimate X match featuring Trey Miguel, the X Division champion. Other participants have not been named yet, but it's Ultimate X and Trey Miguel. I have your participants if you want them. Is is that spoiler territory? No, it can't be because it's this week. What are the other participants? Chris Bay, Vincent, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, wow! Um, hey, that's right, Moose. Uh, Moose is that our? We already mentioned Moose, Tony. Hey, this is Moose. Oh, PCO. Who's your tag team partner? Hey, hey, this is Moose. No, that's right, that's right. Um, and Chris Saban versus Jay White. The only thing that I find a little odd about this, Matt, is that there hasn't been a, a female match announced yet, unless I'm missing something. Uh, we have Deanna Parazu's Champ Champ Open Challenge. Okay. We have Mickey James and Nick Aldis against Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. Yes. Okay. Okay. The mixed tag. Whoa. That's right. And we have the Knockouts Tag Title Four Way: The Influence against Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans versus uh, G- uh, uh, Giselle Shaw and Lady Frost versus Havoc and Rosemary. Uh, dude, tell me this card is gonna this this card takes a backseat to nobody. I'm sorry. It really doesn't. Card is loaded. Yeah. A lot of lot of good stuff happening. A lot of inter again, multiverse of matches. It's just the name says it all. Yeah, and it's you're down there in Dallas, you gotta draw people in. I, I don't see why not. You have them all there, right? Beautiful. I also know, uh, Kevin, that they announced a couple matches for the pay-per-view taking place April twenty-third. The rebellion show. Yes. Uh know. I know they announced Moose Josh Alexander. That's right. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey, Bailey versus uh, yep. Ace Austin. Yep. Speaks. Mike Bailey, uh, uh, won a, I believe, a triple threat match with Laredo Kid and Willie Mack to get to get into that match. Yes. So, uh, Jonah versus Big Tom. That's at Rebellion. That's at Rebellion. Oh, Mama Sita. And Gresham Eddie Edwards is also at Rebellion. Yeah, and they furthered that storyline uh, too after um, Eddie Edwards. Faced Rocky Romero, Eddie Edwards beat him. Tried to do the old uh, shake hands, uh, honor, you know, Ring of Honor nonsense, and Eddie Edwards turned on him. And Jonathan Gresham made the save, and then they tease a little tension between Romero and Gresham, but then they shook hands like the code of honor. So Impact's doing great things again. Huge weekend. I might actually go out of my way to watch this and just the Ring of Honor show because I have zero interest in. Uh, I almost said SummerSlam. Uh, WrestleMania. Might, might as well be. <laughs> Tony, is there? A, did you get any MLW in this week? Oh, I sure did. Do you have a three count for the MLW, brother? I sure do. First part of the three count. Hammerstone looking for his revenge on Richard Holiday, chasing him all around the arena. And what do we end the show with this week? Holiday getting his pants ripped off and running out in his drawers to a limousine where Alicia Atude is waiting, and he jumps in and they drive away to watch Hammerstone do his best fucking Chris Farley impression running after the limo. 
I couldn't stop fucking laughing. It was so stupid. It was ridiculous. Uh, number two, not great. Uh, they brought they brought in Gangrel. I'm sure we talked about it maybe last week. Maybe we didn't. He wrestled Niles Garvin, Mr. Big Beef. This was fucking three Gs. We got Gangrel, Garvin, and Garbaggio because this match was the shits of the drizzling variety. Right. We got a sickle. We got fucking blood. We got shitty wrestling. It was fucking terrible. Look, I'm sure Grant Gangrel has his fucking use in wrestling. This was definitely not it. This was bad, 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 bad. Saving Grace, though. Jacob Fatu, Mads Kruger, Stairway to Hell match, weapons to get a ladder to retrieve them. One of them was a kendo stick wrapped in barbed wire. The other one was a shillelagh. I don't know why. And fucking Yakiro Kwan came out near the end to try to interfere. Doesn't fucking matter, dude. But it did matter. Because fucking Mads Kruger won the match. Jacob Fatu fucking was looking up at the lights because he got hit with the fucking shillelagh in the back of the head when he was distracted. But that wasn't it, dude. We had an afterbirth because the fucking it all broke loose in Tulsa when these guys just got up and started beating the shit out of each other again. Mads Kruger says he is the new face of Contra. So maybe oh. Contra still exists. I don't know. Uh-oh. It was a good match. Good match. But that Gangrel oh. shit was fucking garbage. Oh, my God. It was garbage. You garbage. We also, saw, we also saw the return of Killer Cross, no? Yeah, that was boring as shit. That was I not mean, a fucking good review. That's heavy. why it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in the top three, bro. It was. It was fucking. Ugh. I had to talk about Gangrel because Gangrel was fucking bad. Did they bad call him? Gang- did they call him Gangrel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was bad, dude. I'm telling you. You want to see bad wrestling this week? Search out Gangrel and fucking Nars Garvin. Uh, yeah. They also have a show going on in Dallas this week, Tony. I don't know if you have seen the lineup here. Uh, I guess the set of TV TV tapings will be called Intimidation Games. Uh, you have an Azteca Apocalyptico match between L.A. Park and Jacob Fatu. You have six-man warfare as Hammer and the Von Erics take on Richard Holiday, King Muertes, and Mads Kruger. You uh, have ben- nothing. Go ahead. You have Bandito uh, versus Flamita. That is an interesting handle. I came back. How do you keep going? Keep going. What were you saying? Uh, Enzo versus KC Navarro. Uh, MLW National Openweight Champion Alex Kane defends against the Puma King, ACH, and Myron Reed in a four way. Wait, there's only two of them. No, Alex Kane. Oh, okay. All right. This is all together. Okay. (laughs) My bad. Um, Mexican strap match. Uh, Aramis versus Gino Medina. Funky cold Medina. Uh, Aerostar, Microman, and El Dragon take on Arez, Mini, Abismo Negro, and Mystery Partner. (laughs) Octagon Jr., Matt Cross, and Cheek, Tormenta, and Holodead. So if you're looking for uh, something to do Thursday down there in Dallas, MLW Underground, Aztec Underground, excuse me, they have their big show there. Well, well, it's a big show. Hey, uh, 
I think I've talked about it at nauseum here. So we're going to hit a quick three count on Ring of Honor. They're back this weekend. Super card of honor. Uh, it'll be an interesting time to see the direction the company goes. And I think we'll get a good idea of that uh, with Tony Khan running the show here. Uh, but this is what we have announced so far. Let me just find it here in my notes. Winner take all match to determine the undisputed Ring of Honor champion Gresham Bandito. The Ring of Honor tag champs, the Briscoes, take on FTR. Uh, the Ring of Honor pure champion, Josh Wood, defends against Wheeler, Utah. Just announced today for the interim ROH Women's World Championship, Mercedes Martinez versus Willow Nightingale. Nice. Uh, Swerve, Alex Zane, and Jay Lethal versus Lee Moriarty. Solid show. Wait, what? what's happening with the uh, Ring of Honor Women's Championship? Isn't that what's her name? That's Diana, uh, and she is working the Impact Multiverse of Madness show the same night. So, so we'll see what happens. Uh, in a uh, interview, he said, I don't want to put her in a tough position where she has to wrestle twice in the span of a few hours, but yeah. that could happen. Scott and I are still talking. Tony, I, I think it'll happen because that the the, the TNA the Impact show doesn't start till like 10 o'clock, I don't think. Yes. So, it could still happen. Oh. That's Excuse right. me. Sorry. Great point. Great point. Uh, I see Moss Fox say that sh- that six man. Holy shit! I don't, I don't know if there's a six man. It hasn't been announced yet. Um, and he's talking about the House of Black taking on Shane Taylor, Bandito, Bandito oh. Flamita, Rayoris, maybe or Wolf. something. I think it's on the wiki. Wolf, oh. Wolf, Wolf. Sorry. Let me see, see if I can pull it up here. But I don't know because uh, the House of Black is on Rampage that night, too. Is that a live yeah. Rampage? Not on Wikipedia. It's off. So I think it might have been on there, but they took it down. So I don't know if that's been announced yet. Is this is, it's a live Rampage? I don't know. I don't. Probably not. Yeah. So then, yeah. I mean, I don't think. All right. So you're talking about. TNT versus you know fight, so I don't think it'll be that big a deal if he's if if it is if they're on both, I don't think it'll be that crazy. Yeah, I, I can't find it anymore, so I don't know if that's if that that has changed or if that's something they haven't announced yet. But uh, I'm super excited for Ring of Honor, so I think maybe Friday night I'll watch Ring of Honor and Impact, and that'll be uh, that'll be what I'm doing. Um, before we go down the aisle, boys, anything from AEW anyone wants to talk about? I think you guys do a great job covering it on Wednesday night. Um, so I like the plug, yes. So I mean, I don't. We don't have to. I mean, I love AEW, but I don't think we have to talk about it right now. Uh, we are getting a debuting female on uh, Wednesday night's Dynamite. Any guesses? Ember Moon. That's a good guess. Tony Storm. Oh, that's a good guess too. But did also, she? she great... That's a great guess. No, no, I just wasn't sure about her compete. That's all. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, that's a good. Guess. But I know, I know she she broke the internet when she started an OnlyFans last week. So I don't know. Hey, good for her. Yeah, yeah, good for her. Put your titties out for the world to see. Good for you. What do you mean? It's not necessarily what OnlyFans is. Ah, depends on whose OnlyFans you go on. Yeah. Uh, and then we mentioned it when we talked to Alex Coglin before New Japan. What they have going on uh, over there. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. beat Naito to win the New Japan Cup. So on April 9th at uh, Hyper Battle, he will challenge Kazushiko Okada. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. Holy fuck, dude. And you're Um, the New Japan guy? 
<laughs> Savant, expert. Uh, El Desperado takes on show for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi take on Great Okan and Jeff Cobb for the IWGP Tag Team titles. Evil defends his never openweight title against Hiromu Takahashi. And Toriano defends his King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy against Tai Chi. Uh, plus, uh, Taguchi and Master Wado take on El Fantasmo and Taji Ishimori for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. This will be happening on April 9th. This sounds like a pretty big show. Dare I say... Well. We add it to the list for picks, maybe for next week. Is it a pay-per-view? Really? You know what, Tony? Great question. But in is Wrestle Kingdom a pay-per-view? Yes. Yeah, I'd say yes. I mean, I think this falls under the same category, right? Well, we'll talk about it off air. Why don't we just fucking uh, pick every show? Let's pick fucking MLW this week. Well, here's a show we have to pick, Tony. NAO. Uh, NXT Stand and Deliver taking place, what is it, Saturday afternoon? Oh, God, an NXT show as well? 2.0, oh. Tony, 2.0, two-point oh. show. Uh, Ziggles defends the NXT Championship against Braun Breaker. Imperium defends their tag titles against the Creed Brothers and MSK. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose defends the NXT Women's Championship against Cora Jade. Uh, I think that's a four-woman match. I think Kylie Ray and Kylie Ray, Smiley Kylie. Uh, no, the other Kylie Ray. No, Kaylee Kaylee, Ray. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Uh, I think there's somebody else in that. Kaylee Ray and uh, Dewdrop. Uh, Ember Moon. No, Gigi Dolan. No, Gigi she's in. Allen. She's in with me. She's in with me. Alan Rose. Funk. Terry Funk. Funkasaurus, Tyrus. <laughs> Someone will fucking tell me. I don't give a shit. Uh, Tomasa Ciampa against Tony D'Angelo. Ciampa. Uh, L.A. Knight against Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. And Carmelo Hayes defends his uh, NXT North American Championship in a ladder match against Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, Solo Sikoa. Oh, Io Shirai. No, wait. God damn it, these notes. Wait, which match is she in? She's not in any match. She won no. the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Is these it, nuts. Is it the new girl? Is it the 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 one that's causing all the rage? Who's the new girl? Uh, the oh, the booty? Yeah, big booty. I don't think that's uh, Nikita uh, Lyons. I don't yeah, think yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think she's in there. All right. I covered all that. So we got a lot of lot of shit to pick this week. It's going to be fun to keep up with that. Fuck yeah. Uh, are you guys ready to go? Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we do this? Um, the, going back to the, the Braun Breaker stuff, I feel like the cynic in me thinks that the Steiner brothers are being inducted just to give the old Braun Breaker the, uh, the old Rubski. And he's probably going to induct them and make him uh, put them out on that level. Because... Uh, have any opinions on that, or am I just talking? Braun Breaker is going to induct his. I don't think Steiner so. Brothers. I think so. Yuck. I don't think so. Why wouldn't he? Who would? Teddy uh... Biasi. No. I don't know. Uh... I'm telling you right now, it's it's, it's Braun Breakers. They're st- like they're not going to let a rookie induct people in the Hall of Fame. That's hundred percent. They will. Hundred percent. I'm telling you right now, because why haven't the Steiner brothers been inducted yet? 
I don't know. Why haven't the Bulldogs been inducted? Why is well, the because Dynamite been... Kid was putting a fucking Dynamite Kid's a freaking smell. murderer or attempted murderer. Well, yeah. But it, I'm telling you, the timing is just so ridiculously like convenient for them. So I'm telling you, Braun Breaker will be inducting. How about Steiner somebody like, like like a Ron Simmons? Somebody's got they've got history with. But do they they don't have WWE history? Now here's the question: Do they have the do they use the WWE music or it's a story of two brothers, Rick and Scott? Hopefully they'll use Scott Steiner's music for the big bad booty daddy. For both of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, boys. It's t- oh, someone hit hit me up in the comment. What do you got there? DDP's daughters inducted him, and they ain't workers. All right, Motspock, call Motspock with his freaking lingo. It's time to go down the aisle, baby. For those of you listening and not familiar with this segment of the show, I am over here on my trusty computer box. Oh boy, I'm going to type in a random wrestling promotion, wrestling event, wrestler. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page was inducted by Eric Bischoff. What the fuck are you talking about? I think he was talking about the Warrior, maybe. No, but he wasn't either. No, they were. No, maybe Dallas's daughters were up there and bowed with him or something. Come on, Spock. No, because Warrior was inducted by his daughters because he pointed out his daughters in the audience. Uh, Who who inducted Warrior? What year was? Yeah, what year was Warrior? Fourteen. Thank you. Hogan? Linda McMahon. Ah, that's right. Man, that was a weird relationship. Yeah, don't confuse don't confuse people who accepted awards on behalves either, because a lot of times that happens too. Yeah, Paul Barris kids accepted a well, they had no choice, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Paul Barris kids accepted for Big Boss Man's kid accepted for him. I'm sure Leon White's kid will accept for him. Oh yeah, Leon White's kid. Good call. Vader, if you will. Did you guys even realize the past couple of years they've been they've been going with the legacy thing? Like 2020 and 2021 had legacy wing inductions as well. I didn't even realize that. That's they just o- crazy. They always have. No, no, I know they do, but I don't remember them mentioning it because they kind of co- they kind of glommed everything together last year because they couldn't do it two years ago. Like I didn't realize that that was a thing. Like I don't remember them talking about it. Do you guys? They 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 never do. It's just so it's so weird. Oh, what the fuck? They already blocked him. Oh, again with this shit? Really? Is this, is this big time, baby? Yeah, I guess. Or big time. Jesus Christ, really? Wow. Somebody fucking hates us, I guess. I they got nothing better to do. Uh, um, it seems that way. All right. So anyway, before we Oof. got down this, so down the aisle. Mm. Here's, the, here's the segment. I've pulled up a random wrestling card, wrestler, promotion, whatever, and I'm just going to go through the card, and then we're going to see where it takes us, my friends. And tonight, I just typed in uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Uh, it looks Uh-oh. like we're going back to May 6th, 1995, uh, Tampa, Florida. 735 people were in attendance. Uh, your opening match saw Joe Malenko defeat Miguel San Juan. Oh. Who can ask who that is? Because I cannot. There's no link to click on who Miguel San Juan was. I thought I thought I saw Joe Malenko pop up recently on the old social media. 
I think he was at the Legends of Wrestling this weekend down at the 2300 Arena. Ah, that's right. Which was actually where the Impact tapings were. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, here, how's this tag match for you? Stevie Richards and Death Row 3260. Ah, legendary. A lot of legends on this show. Took on uh, Phi Delta Slam, Bruno Sassy, and Dan Evans. Yo, I remember Phi Delta Slam. Do you really? Yeah, like very, very vaguely remember Phi Delta Slam. They're two big fat guys, right? I guess there was a. They were, t- there were so. There's two versions apparently of Phi Delta Slam. One version worked ECW and the Independence. Oh, oh no, it's the same team. I'm sorry. So they, I guess they were a USWA tag team. Thank you, Tony. Tony just farting all over the segment. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> they were a USWA tag team, and then they did a little some ECW stuff, uh, and then some stuff in Florida. And uh, I guess they came back in 2004, 2002. I think I do. I'm telling you right now, I remember these guys. I think they're two big, like, let's see, images. They uh they got a win over Hack Myers and Ian Rotten in 1994 in the ECW show. Yep, that's oh, them, Matt. Boy. You know how I remember them, Matt? How? Because they were in TNA. Really? I believe so. They were in TNA and they were managed by. La, 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 la. Do, do I want to say Trinity? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't have. I don't have any TNA on their match list here, Kevin. Well, I'm, this... I just went to Google Images for them, and it's literally a TNA. It, they're standing on the TNA entrance ramp. It's 100% them. Two big, fat, white guys. Yep. Uh, I'm more interested in uh, in who this Death Row 3260 is. Let's see. Did he play the flute like Jethro? No, he was just known as Death Row. 33 years in-ring experience. What the fuck? Death Row 3032? Uh, 3260. 32. Oh, I was way off. Tony, what are your thoughts on Death Row 3032? Um, I'm not sure, but I can tell you that I found some information on Miguel San Juan. Oh, did you now? Enlighten us. Yes. According to ProFightDB.com, he's only ever had one match at the ECW Tampa show, May 6, 1995, where he lost to Joe Malenko. Good old Death Row. That's the, that's the only fucking thing they have on him. All right. <laughs> All right. So Gotta love that. Miguel San Juan. Oh, what a dick. Okay. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was at Legends at 2300 Arena as well. Do you guys remember there was a tag team? Um, it was, Phi Delta it was, Slam. We already talked about No, that. it was the early heyday. I'm thinking of Phi Delta Slam. The Pittsburgh Steel team, they actually wrestled, I want to say, Pitbull 2 in a handicap match, and they fucking lost. So you had Pittsburgh versus the Pitbulls? Yeah, no, it was... The Pittsburgh Steel team against like one Pitbull. It was just Pitbull too. Uh, well, for some reason I remember that going on on a fucking on a random well, ECW Saturday show. Well, who was Pitbull? Which one was Gary Wolf and which one was to- uh, Anthony? Whatever. Anthony Durante was Pitbull too. So who was the one that was in the the Halo? Pitbull one. That was. Um, so maybe Harris that's why it was at the timeline. Maybe that. The one guy uh, was this match took place November 2nd, 1996, at the Fairground Fieldhouse in Middletown, New York. Pipple 2 defeats the Pittsburgh Steel team. Oh, John Diamond and Rodney Allen. Yep, 
<laughs> File a grievance with the Iron Workers Union. Yeah. Jesus, Christ. that's got to be that's got to be around the timeline where uh, Gary Wolf was in the the, the Halo ski. Hey, Probably. you're talking Just... about former USWF North American Tag Team Champions. They were also known as Team USA, and they defended those belts on June 29th, 1996, at the Chemung County YMCA in Elmira, New York, defeating Bad Attitude, Tim Dyer, and Steve Carino. Wow. For how old Steve Carino in 1996? Ooh, 13. Boy. 13. Now, Steve Carino in 96 is probably 22. 23. Right. Price is right rules. I got it. Oh, my God. They even beat Chuck Williams and Glenn Osborne. How's that for a name in the past? Uh, uh, November Osborne. 30th in Brooklyn, is, New York, 1996. Who is Glenn Osborne? He's a uh... local face-painted wrestler. Oh, here we go. ESW Tag Team title, Team USA, John Diamond and Rodney Allen at the Bulldog Arena in Smithtown, New York on January 17th, 1997, successfully defending the tag titles against Maddie Smalls and Devin Storm. Oh, boy. I feel like there's only like one wrestler at each of these teams that we name. That Do we you know. know who Maddie Smalls is? Yeah, Samu, isn't it? Oh, no, it's Rosie. Rosie. That's right. Oh, RIP. Maddie Smalls. Fucking A, dude. Holy shit. Look at that. You learn something new every day. All right. So I got to. Oh, boy. We oh got to no. go. I got to go back to this card here, the CCW card. That's true. Right? As if Phi Delta Slam wasn't doing it for you guys. The Tasmaniac defeated Evil Snack. What the fuck is Evil Is that a person or a team? I, I, I think it's a person. Too many carbs. Evil Snack was a wrestler. He was from uh, it was from San Antonio, Texas. He was known as Charlie Hunter Dudley Dudley. Oh ah. shit. Man Mountain Kong, Bruiser Kong, <laughs> Jeff Bradley. Look at this shit. <laughs> Jeff Bradley. Wow. Dudley Dudley, Man Mountain Kong, Jeff Bradley. Dude, he's all over the place. Look at I'm this. Not- he's wrestling in Japan. Dude, I was going to say, Angry Snack sounds like a Japan gimmick. He's doing a lot of stuff in Florida. ICWA. And then it looks like he did the job to Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, Razor Ramon, Kama, Man Mountain Rock, Doink, Shawn Michaels, and Men on a Mission between 94 and 95. So Man Mountain Rock beat Man Mountain Kong. And there was no, uh, that wasn't, we don't have a VHS of that. We don't have a Coliseum home video. Of, of that sure main, main event. Man Mountain Rock versus Charlie Hunter, Monday Night Raw, number 98, January 23rd, 1995. Beautiful. Any relation he to Charlie Nor- Any relation to Charlie Norris? No, no relation. He's he was Dudley Dudley. He was only Evil Snack for those two shows. <laughs> evil Snack, such a great name. Evil and then snack. he went to be uh, uh Dudley Dudley. And then Dudley, uh, Dudley. In 96, he's back on WWE doing jobs to Ahmed Johnson. Didn't didn't Dudley Dudley get into a shoot with New Jack? Is that is that the one of the is that the one Dudley that had beef with him? I don't know. Did they? One of them did. I don't remember if it was Dudley Dudley or if it was Dances with Dudley, but it was one of them that they got into it. He did a lot of stuff in WWC too. 
this bad boy Bradley now. That's Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, so many name changes here. WWC, he was their champion. Oh, yeah. He was wrestling yeah. the Super Gladiator. Fuck yeah, dude. Ooh, Tony. Ten Yo. bucks if you can name if you can name who the Super Gladiator is. Hercules, wasn't it? Ooh, I don't know. I was just no. <laughs> I was just testing. I was just testing you because I would have. I would have PayPal'd you the ten bucks if you got it. No, uh, he was Jeff, also known as Jeff Gaylord, Super Phoenix, and Ricky Frontan. No. no, Kevin. To answer your question, no, I did not know who the Super Gladiator was. That was a great guess, though. I thought so you were right. He, I see here, Tony, uh, May 1st, 2002, uh, IPW Hardcore, a new level of violence, Jeff Bradley, New Jack, no contest. Huh. Hmm. And I think it's the only thing I see here in IPW between the two. I'd have to really take a deep dive because this guy was, this guy worked a lot. Holy shit. I mean, Dudley Dudley gets around. Yeah, really. Then it was Bruiser Bradley. Bradley. Then he went to Japan. And he was Bruiser Kong, and he's wrestling tag matches against Dr. Death. He's, dude, he was in a tag team with Yuji Kito to take on the team of Marty Jannetty and Robert Gibson. Holy shit. God, that's awesome. In 2004. Yeah. It was like, didn't that happen with like, uh, like, didn't like they always like mishmash? Like when they were like looking to get bookings, like you get like a Tommy Fulton and like uh or a Bobby Fulton and like a, a Ricky Morton or a Robert Gibson and a Marty Jannetty. Like I feel like they would always have some sort of weird like collaboration because hey, why not? It's like when like uh like when like pop icons from like the sixties go on tour together, even though they had nothing to do with each other. Yeah, here just here's uh George Hines. This is two thousand and four in Japan. George Hines, Jib Duggan, Jib, Leatherface, Corp, R.I.P. Corp, defeat the Big Boss Man, Bruiser Kong, and Konga the Barbarian. Why did Tony Ho for Big Boss Man? Can you explain that to me? I don't know. Yeah, I can't okay. explain shit. Um, run that by me one more time, Matt. That that, that team, George Hines. Uh, who was he, wasn't he? he was who Jackie Fulton okay Jim Duggan oh and Leatherface there you go uh defeated the team of Big Boss Man oh <laughs> Bruiser Kong and Konga the Barbarian who was the Barbarian and this was in Japan in 2004 yeah right Janetti Oh, this is kind of right around where Janetti was getting like hitting his stride again, I think, right? This is like kind of right around the Shawn Michaels Rockers reunion and, and stuff. I guess so. Like IWA World Heavyweight Champion Jib Duggan defeats Bruiser Kong. Look at that. Well, main, main, event, any, main event anywhere in the world. Evil Snack. Unbelievable. God bless Evil Snack. Uh, the rest of this card Ron Simmons defeats Marty Janetti. <laughs> Look at that. The gift that keeps on giving. Not bad for 95. Here's a weird one. Okay. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko mm. uh-huh. defeat the tag team of Mikey Whipwreck. Uh-huh. And fucking Norman Smiley. 
Really? In 95. Yes. So Smiley must have stopped in ECW before he went to WCW. I didn't know that. I think maybe Smiley might have been young in his career. He's probably a local guy looking for work. And they said, yeah, get in there with Mikey. That's probably what that was. Well, Mikey was no, you know, aged milk either at this point, 95. Nah, Mikey, but Mikey was already established. He was already established at this point, no? What year was this, Matt? 95. There's no chance. When did he win the belts with, with Cactus? When did he win the world title? When was when did six November to remember? Was when yeah. now I gotta look up Mikey Whipwreck. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now too. Yeah, so like Mikey wasn't Mikey wasn't no uh no uh ring vet at this point in ECW or household name for ECW fans at this point, probably. Uh no, he was the world champion in ninety five. All right, Kevin's an idiot. The end of ninety five, he won the title uh October of ninety five. He beat the Sandman in a ladder match. And this pay-per-view is from when, Matt, that we're discussing? Uh, this this uh, house show is from May of 95. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm not an idiot. I stick by with what I said because Mikey Whipwreck's title wins always come out of nowhere. Yeah. And he was like, his 95 is like, he loses to Paul Loria. He beats Jason yeah. Knight. He beats Jason Knight. Um He's dressed up as one of the young dragons, and nine one one beats him. He's beat by yeah. Douglas. He beats Paul Loria. Um, yeah. He's in tag he match, losing to Benoit and Malenko. Hardly a household name at this point. He won his he won his first TV championship in nineteen ninety four. Didn't he win the tag belts with Mick Foley before he won the world title? That might have been in ninety four. Yeah, all right, now. all right. So that, yeah. he was still he was still. The ultimate underdog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm hardly an ECW historian from 95 to 94 to, to you know, so I, I don't know. But I would um I would imagine that based on his character from what I've seen, like Mikey Whipwreck was just Mikey Whipwreck. He wasn't anything to write home about yet at this point. So he won the TV title in May of 94, and then he successfully retains it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh. eight. Oh. Nine. Oh boy. Ten, eleven, twelve. Uh twelve times. Oh no. But no. they're all by DQ. Yeah, it's still uh, that that's a that's a decent amount of title defenses. And he's now are these on, are these just on like weekend loops or are these on like Yeah, there's a these are all house shows. He beats Kevin Sullivan by DQ, he beats Johnny Grunge by DQ, he yeah. beats nine one one, Rock and Rebel, the Pitbull, uh God, Rock and Rebel at Hostile City Showdown 94. Hardcore TV. He, he wins over the Sandman by DQ. All right. No, uh, no slouches in this group. So I, t- I kind of take that back. A little halfway there kind of deal. And then, uh, yeah, once he loses the TV title, then like two weeks later, him and Cactus beat the public enemy to become tag champions. Did you did you deep dive Norman Smiley or do you need some uh, information on his career? I was going that way before we went off on the on the. Okay, on the, on the I got mic. I got you covered. Don't worry. Uh, apparently, he started his career in 1985, so he'd been wrestling for a while before he wound up in ECW. Trained under Boris and Dimalenko, he was right. known in the Florida circuit as Black Magic, and then mm-hmm. Lord Henry Norman. Um, he competed at the World Championship Wrestling Starcade 1990 event, teaming with Chris Adams against the team of Conan and Rey Mysterio Sr. He's a Wait, former... whoa, whoa. Starcade? Starcade 1990. There's no chance that's true. 
Collision Course, the tag title tournament, right? Ah, uh, uh, let me see. Starcade nineteen ninety. Yes, Collision Course, absolutely, hundred percent. On the pay per view. Yeah. All let right. me see. Uh, yeah, Rey Mysterio and Conan defeated Norman Smiley and Chris Adams in the quarterfinal match. Wow. Five minutes and twenty nine seconds. Nice. Um, he's a former as Black Magic CMLL World Heavyweight Champion. Right. He won it in 1991 and lost it to Braza de Plata in 1993. Yeah. And then it says ECW briefly competed in the Philadelphia Extreme Championship Wrestling. So there you ECW. go. Yeah. So he was there for a cup of coffee in between CMLL and WCW. Yeah. So that. no, yeah, no one was doubting his 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 legacy. It was just a matter of I didn't realize he was in ECW before he went to WCW for his main run. Well, I mean, so. saying he went through ECW, I mean, it says it was brief. So who knows how many matches he actually had there? That's true enough. I mean, that's what they did. He had two. It was just that that Florida loop. So there you go. It was very brief. Mm. No, so yeah. that, I just, I, yeah, I never knew that. That's good to know. Uh, Axel beats Ian in a death match. Uh, Raven beats Tommy Dreamer. There's a surprise. Uh, the ECW World Heavyweight title. Uh, the Sandman defeats Cactus Jack with Shane Douglas as your special guest referee. Yeah. And your main event was the uh, ECW World Tag Title Dog Collar Match. The Public Enemy uh, successfully defends against the Pitbulls. And that's yeah. your uh, that's your ECW uh, 1995 May 6 show. Pitbulls were such a good like. I don't think they get the respect they deserve. Like right, like the Pitbulls were like a solid, solid like mid 90s tag team. Didn't wasn't there footage of them recently from like like as uh, jobbers in WWF oh, it's, around it's that been time? Out for, oh, they they wrestled the Heart Foundation. They they did it. Yeah, they were around. That's what they I were, thought. They, That's what. Yeah, yeah. They were brought. They were brought in for sure. Yeah. So in 1989, they wrestled the Heart Foundation on Superstars. They wrestled the Twin Towers on Wrestling Challenge. They wrestled the Brain Busters on Wrestling Challenge, and they wrestled what? the. Fabulous Rougeau brothers on superstars. I like how you that's say Rougeau. Fucking, that's like that. crazy. Say Rougeau again. Rougeau. No. Rougeau. Nice. Not bad. Elle Dojo was the Elle Dojo. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Hell of a hell of a hell of an hell of an aisle to walk down, fellers. That was a good one because Matt, I didn't know how much I was gonna. Once you said ECW, I didn't know how much I was gonna contribute. And then you said 1995. I was like, oof, but uh, some names on there that you would know. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's why you that's why you go down the aisle, go down the uh, that's why you go down the aisle. That's right. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, this has been a hell of a show, fellas. Uh, special thanks to Alex. Oh, oh, uh oh. Oh, oh, I'm no. going home, bitches. All right. So Tony's Fuck going yeah. home by himself. All right. Well, I got a good one. Six years ago. Wait, six years ago? Six years ago to the day. or five? No, five years ago to the day. Darius Carter joined us in studio. And I've got it on good information. Your new 2022 Super 8 winner, Mr. Darius Carter. Won the tournament this past weekend on Saturday. He defeated Ricky Morton, Travis Huckabee, and Erica Lee in the finals to win the coveted trophy. Other participants in the tournament, Eric Corvus, 
Eel O'Neill, uh, Fancy Ryan Clancy, and Encore Moore. So shout out to friend of the show, Darius Carter. He joins other luminaries, such as the one and only Damian Dragon, the Greek god Papadon, also friends of the show. Congratulations, Mr. Darius Carter. Prestigious win for a prestigious tournament for a prestigious guy. That's my going home. Nice. I also have a going home. Crap. If you were lucky enough to be home Tuesday night, you saw the latest latest episode of ABC's Judge Steve Harvey. Oh. <laughs> Featuring J.J. Dillon using his real name, Jim Morrison, and Kev's, Kevin Sullivan appearing on the show. Uh, the story for their appearance was that Dylan was suing Sullivan after not being paid back for a $7,500 loan to help Sullivan buy a $15,000 boat in cash five years ago. Dylan said he thought that Sullivan was going to pay him back as soon as he could, but Sullivan's argument was that Dylan told him he could pay him back whenever. <laughs> At the end of the appearance, Steve Harvey ruled in Dylan's favor, but because of the friendship between Dylan and Sullivan and all that they have given fans during their time in pro wrestling, Harvey said that the court would pay the money on Sullivan's behalf. What? Can they do that? Is that legal? Uh, I'm going to do something that I have the power to do because this isn't just small claims court. This is a court that listens to the story. So now I rule in favor of the plaintiff for $7,500. But because of what you gentlemen have maintained for over 40 years, because of your friendship and love for one another, because you share a bond, you've given the folks hours of priceless entertainment. I can't tell you how much wrestling been in my life, man, Harvey said. <laughs> Thank you, man. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. On behalf of this court, even though we award you, Dylan, the $7,500, the court is going to pay the $7,500. You will get your money in full. Awesome. That's Beautiful. pretty cool. Nice. So that was making the rounds on Perfect. Tuesday. All right, got a little going home ski that I just pulled up. A little, little I sad like one. it. A little sad oh, one. Oh, come on. I, what do you want me to do? I, I found it. I think it should be mentioned. Rocky King, Cauliflower uh, Alley Club announced that the legendary Rocky King, who worked as a referee and later as a professional wrestler for Jim Clark Promotions, has passed away. So we send our condolences to the family and friends of the great Rocky King, not, not to be confused with the independent wrestler for ECPW. And not to be watching. confused with ring cocking. Or ring cocking was, as well. I thought you say not to be confused with Rodney King. No. That's not the old Rocky King. No, no one no one would go there. Anyway, wow. the tradition right. stands. I I try to bring up a new segment and I forget to do it every single fucking time. So <laughs> there you go. Well, go it has been a great show tonight. Uh we appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, uh, chatting us up in the chat, Kate and Milwaukee Tom and uh uh, Mott Spock and Polar Knights and uh, uh, Kate. I said Kate. Who else was in here? I think Ryan Schlong was in there. Did you say him? Ryan Schlong was in here. Yeah. Uh, True Prince of Pro, Matthew Birch. I know uh, Ryan Arthur popped his head here. Um, I think he did. I don't know. Anyway, thank you all for participating in the show. Uh, please remember to review, rate, and subscribe at Wizards Podcast across all 
platforms on our Twitter account. There's a link tree. If you just click that, boom, you can find where to listen to the podcast, where to buy the T-shirt, where to become a Patreon. Uh, huge thanks to Alex Coughlin, Coughlin for joining us tonight. Uh, be sure to follow him uh, and his journeys at Alex Coughlin93 on the Twitter machine. Next week, Sean Donovan. Uh, Kevin will refer to him as Dipsy. Uh, he joins us next week at 7 o'clock, uh, plus WrestleMania Fallout, Picks Fallout, uh, and Kevin's going to have a top five next week. So lots of great things to look forward to. Uh, enjoy this WrestleMania week. Have fun. Just be a fucking dork. Don't be a fucking Don't be a dork. Yeah, don't be a ghoul. Don't be a ghoul. That's a good one, Tony. Don't be a ghoul. Uh, you guys have anything else to say before we get out of this? Get the rock out of here. I'm, I'm good, man. Thank you all for listening. Subscribe, follow, do all that good stuff. Triple H had a good career. That's right. 14 people only were better than him. <laughs> Give or take. We will be back next week with tons of wrestling talk. Four, five, six. What? What are you doing? Four? No. Oh, no. Come on, four letters, five letters, six letters. Crossword puzzle. For what? For for me. Who? Come on, four letters, five Tony, letters, six letters. Tony the wizard. No, four. Matt, what do you got? Four, five. Oh six. God, no, no, don't do it. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. Don't do it. Don't fall for what it. Is it exactly what, what is it, Matt? What is it, Matt? Yes. Don't fall for it. Come on, come on, Matt. Come on. Don't leave me hanging, bro.